can be called today a fantasy of the future. But one day, maybe not too far distant, audiences will be able to look back on it in the same spirit with which we well, have pictures about the first covered wagon in the front. Ten motors. Nine. Eight. motor exports. Seven. You got a point. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> We've been here. Oh is how valid is the validity? Yeah, we have. Yes. Is how valid is the validity? How valid is the validity? <laughs> Titan Motor Exports. Titan <laughs> Motor <laughs> Titan motor exports. You got a point. <laughs> oh my god. You got a truck? What do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we have. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. What do you think of that? That was a song. This song right here is a song that was at Morgantown, West Virginia. We used to have a band called uh Don't remember what they were called. Chris and the Chris <laughs> <laughs> My God. Me and Dad and my brother used to play together uh, all the time on the street in Grafton. And sometimes like three or four people would walk by in an afternoon on a sixteen hour shift. <laughs> We all know the drill. You know what, though? I will say this. When I moved to Nashville, everybody used to say, God, the people on the street down there are just as good as anything you hear on the radio. And I just want to tell everybody, horse shit. <laughs> that is not that is not true. If you're playing on the street, there's a reason. Okay? There's a reason. Well, probably drugs. They could be great. I know what you mean. I know the best. It's, uh, Why I think we actually hired bad? a mando player for a gig one time. Speaking of somebody that's just come off the street, huh? She's been playing on the street for I made years. Friends with yeah. Bob, yeah. <laughs> he lives down the street from me. You know, just on the corner next to the tree. Let me tell you, tell you who I got. We got Sean Mayer, uh, who I haven't seen in probably since '67 or '71. Jared Neiman, we see you know quite often because, uh, yeah. And then Phil, Phil's here. <laughs> With the uh, Titan Titan motor, and uh, and then there's Andy. I'm Can here. You, do you know how to use your camera? Yeah. yeah there you are. <laughs> well, tonight's going to be an interesting ball game. This is going to be interesting only because there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of of memories being shared this evening. But before we get into that, uh, there's a couple of things I want to I want to kind of go over. And since we got some music people in the house, I just want to say I just want to see how everybody feels about this. So basically, in 2020, 20 2020. 2020, yeah. <laughs> 2020. I know. I, I got this. I got this. CDs were outsold by records and cassette tapes. So here's what my thought was. This is my thought. I want to kind of get everybody else's opinion. Are you sure? I heard the exact opposite. I got the I got the statistics right here from makeuseof.com. Oh well. Well, if it comes from them. Oh, well. Yeah, right here. 
CDs have been in decline for since, uh, well, I, I think ever since uh, Miami Sound Machine really stopped playing. CDs. Is what they when you saw the steep decline of, of um, CDs, CDs nuts. <laughs> oh, gonna give a shout out to our studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so here's what I'm. Here's my my thought is that I think people are were so over uh, the whole country and the world last year that we're trying to go back in time. Is that a way to do this? If I see somebody with a Walkman and a cassette tape, I'm going to run them over. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to run them over, and then I'm going to head for Mexico. This is please. This is not right. It's not right. That, that's my feeling. You probably made vinyl records before. How does it feel? How does it feel? It's awesome. There's a place here in town that that uh, I got to go actually watch the first one ever made. Just you know, as a cool memory as a musician, I always said it's cool to be. It starts out as a little hockey puck, and they put it on like this clear disc, and then it smashes it as it heats it up. And then it adds the grooves and trims the edges and then shoots it into the sleeve and then into the other sleeve. <laughs> it sounds like you were talking about you watching two cows mating. Is that not what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I also think is nostalgia. You know, it's like yeah. people want to feel like, like they did when they were a kid, obviously. And also records, you know, theoretically, well, it's, I mean, it's just a fact. It's a more whole tone of everything whenever you record it's actually the most pure way of recording um but also records have been kind of cool for a long time because session i was kind of like whenever 80s rock was around and then nirvana came out and crushed all the 80s rock bands and everybody thought used to make fun of them and then all of a sudden they were awesome and 80s rock came back because all those kids were adults and the same thing like look at 90s country right now I mean, it's just everybody's always just oh my talking God, about yeah. 90s country so i think it's also just wanting to, to just to have those old familiar feelings and, that you had when you were growing up. Do you have a record player? Yeah. And are they hook, is it hooked up to speakers? It just whatever's. Because, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Andy has a, Andy's a, what do they call them, pedophiles? What do they call them? Oh, they, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. The, the, the record people. It, it's audiophile. A, audiophile. That's oh, what yeah. I meant. That gets a little, that's kind of. Uh, uh, it's way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just way different. But, I mean, you got, I mean, he, he loves records. Yeah, and, 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 yeah like, I love them. Yeah. So do you listen to them? Yeah. So let me ask you this from a car perspective. You know, back in the day, they used, people used to put record players in the vehicle, right? Uh, that was a success. Yeah. Well, Bouncing I mean, around. I think that that was kind of a novelty thing that didn't really ever yeah, catch you a bump too hard. Elvis Presley had it. Well, Elvis Presley also had some of the pros ice for minutes <laughs> and a cell phone in the 70s. And how the hell do you have that? I mean, you know, the set, well, that's another ball game, but Elvis Presley had it. There was, I, I, there was somebody on the Andy Griffith show that came into town that also had a record. I, and I didn't, I'm not saying that to be funny, but they had a record player in the car, and that was like a thing. So has anybody ever asked you to put one a record player in their car? No, but we've definitely had some 8-track. Oh, my gosh. Things. I was just going to say that. I want an 8-track in my Absolutely. Car. Why, though? I, have, I still have all my 8-tracks from when I was a kid. You're, you're like 30 years old, Sean. I know, but like I grew up in like small town Iowa, so like I had my parents' old vinyl and record player and a track player, and so the only way of going and buying music, the nearest music shop was like you know 35, 40 miles away, and we never went, you know, to Spencer. So I would go to farm sales, buy boxes of a tracks for like 15 cents. 
I love eight tracks. I have an eight track player, a boombox eight track, portable boombox. Oh, yeah. Why do you love eight tracks? <laughs> it's the worst, absolute worst. I mean, they, ever, they, I mean they play ever. both. They play, you know, two songs at once. I mean, I love just. And sometimes the they get split up, and you have to listen to half the other song, the other yep, side. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, my answer to that, as far as what we're talking about, is. The same the same reason we build a car, a classic car, and somebody wants to leave the manual windows and the, like it's just about that experience, that vibe that you've got when you're driving your classic car and you got to roll that window down manually. I mean, it's just something, it's just something about it, right? So it's it's the same with the eight tracks or the record. It's just kind of it's an experience, right? It's just is it the best quality audio in an eight track? Well, of course not. But yeah, it's about the experience. Not even just the quality, just the overall hassle. Of how those things are, even if it's <laughs> right, Andy, we get it. You hate eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aesthetic's all cool. Yeah. Enough, I mean, is there, as an artist, is there something about having your songs on an eight track or a record at this point in time? I mean, does it make you feel any more fuzzy to know that there's a Jared Neiman song on an eight track somewhere? As a, I mean, so or, I was already pretty fuzzy. <laughs> um, well, listen. No, uh, you know, I don't know about eight tracks so much, but you know, vinyl's always going to. It's just, yeah. you know, it's going to be around forever. But some of those, you know, collectors and stuff. I mean, obviously, if you had an unopened Beatles, Beatles album yeah. or something, you know, but so it's weird to also collect them and not want to play them. I almost would rather not have the collector's piece. I, I mean, we do have a, you know, an all autographed Beach Boys. Oh, that's pretty, oh pretty damn. If you have a first pressing of something, you make sure you'll get a playable copy. Yeah. So you play one, and there's one that right. stays in the, in the shrink wrap. That's right. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up on cassettes. You know, I always loved it. But I remember when CDs came out. You know, but, I mean, CDs are always... This gets scratched up. So remember the little tiny CDs? Where they thought they were going to be a thing. And oh yeah, mini discs. Oh mini discs and the MP3. CDs don't last more than ten years anyway. They make the cogs. They actually degrade. Oh yeah. So so it's it's funny because I I don't know where I got on this false memory idea, but I, I saw something and and we're sitting here talking about. I just want you guys to keep this all in mind as we go through to get to this point because the, the these memories that you think you had. Because I remember liking uh, cassettes, too, at, at one moment. And then I also remember buying my first CD going, those cassettes. You know, <laughs> I, if I see it, I'll burn them all. I'll look like Hitler at a church rally. Jesus. That's bad. That was bad. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm cool. sure there's some, you know. Well, I meant just burning books. I'm just burning books. All right. Speaking of burning, uh, Bernie Madoff died last week. Yeah. Yeah, he so I don't think only. Uh, Did you about to say murder? No, Bernie. Oh, I know. Bernie. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't Bernie murder anybody. Got murdered off. He he he. I didn't know this, but he he wiped out seventeen billion dollars of money over the course of it. Seventeen billion. He's dead. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is trying to. Uh, uh, you know, there's six ways to Kevin Bacon to Ber to Bernie Madoff. Probably two two degrees. You know what I'm saying? Bernie Madoff took all his money. That's why he's so skinny. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wasn't he? Was he in that movie that came out seven degrees, seven degrees of separation? No, that the whole thing about uh, right. Kevin Bacon six degrees or something. It's like everything's all the movies you can put six degrees to 
You know what I'm talking about? Seven or six? Six. Six Six degrees. I remember you guys playing that game all the way to (laughs) the Cowboys Stadium to open for the Oh, that's right. You guys did nothing but go through every person that you knew and figure out how many degrees you guys were. We did open for the Bacon Brothers. Had no idea what that was related to, but like. You know, know. that'd be a good breakfast place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, they, they take their music very serious. You probably know the brother, right? Not not Kevin, but the other guy that he I mean he's been in music really for bad. years and years and years. He's like the musical one or whatever. No, never, never never they, they're not bad. Honestly, it wasn't what was really weird was going into the stadium and sitting where they watched the football watch the football and nobody was there. That was a little bit weird. Yeah. Whatever. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. <laughs> um, and so the last thing I just kinda these are just a couple of things that kind of got me, but there's two things already. California is launching a, a digital vaccine passport, and the New York Buffalo Bills said that you can't come to a game unless you have a vaccine uh, vaccine card. Anybody got any feelings on this one that they would express? You Good or bad? I mean, we, we kind of had this discussion a couple of weeks ago, and the, the two guests that we had was were like, yeah, if it makes life easier, we're going to do it. Anything? Uh, I mean, I kind of already prepared myself. I guess when all of this happened and they were starting to create the vaccine, I kind of already mentally prepared myself for that to be something because I kept seeing people fly and across the borders, and there's no way to regulate if people are actually, like, you know, quarantining themselves. I don't know. I'm a big, like, not putting foreign things in my body that I don't know what it's going to do. It, But then, once again, I want to tour and I want to go – um, back overseas and, and in Europe and everywhere, and I know that that's going to be a thing. So vaccine done deal. Yeah, I've already gotten the first. Oh, shot. yeah. Well, Jared. You know, I, I'm still not convinced just because of the contradiction from scientists, supposedly yeah. the lead scientists. Is you know, if you've had coronavirus, you've already had obviously your natural immunity, so you're not going to get anything else anybody else is getting from a vaccine. If the variants that are peeking their heads out, really take over, then everyone's just going to have to get a booster shot. But, you know, they say, oh, well, maybe your, you know, your immunity only lasts 90 days with your antibodies. Right. Yeah, because then they turn into the memory cells, and then as soon as you get exposed back to coronavirus, they turn back into antibodies. So it's, so to me, it's like the flu strain's different every year, but it's a different strain. It's like there's the next code. You know, the, the ducks bring them in. They try to figure out which strain is going to be the one that make all the shots and a lot of times they're wrong so so to me it's like until someone could convince me as a the entire medical community that i don't already don't have the same immunity as someone with the vaccine since i've already had it then i just i mean the only reason i wouldn't get it is obviously i, I mean i have way worse in my system than corona but it's like it's just the principle of you know, our certain freedoms and the government telling you what to do. Instead of the government telling you what to do, they're obviously having people like, you know, the, the airlines and things like that. It's going to be more of a public shaming and yeah. making yeah. it an inconvenience until everybody gets it. Because they're thinking if everybody just gets it, then we can stop the variants from allowing it to continue to mutate. But it's like, you not. I mean, you're just not going to, you can't make everybody do that. So unless, you know, they don't want to travel. Some people could care less about leaving their hometown, never have, never will kind of thing. So I, I mean... I haven't done it just because I had coronavirus. Obviously, I've had vaccines in my life, so. Yeah, but you're in a case where traveling is is pretty much a big part of your career. What you're doing, I mean, if if, if is is that if 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 that stops you from doing doing those types of things, you're taking the you're taking the vaccine. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like then they give you no option, and that's the that's obviously what they're trying to do. But yeah. so it's more of a principle thing. I understand 
you know, people with the comorbidities and things like that, obviously, you know, they try to take care of everybody in that situation. But I just don't know. I mean, I, I just don't think there's a point of putting the, that yeah. disease back in your body if you've already built immunity. It's going to be interesting. I, what about you as far as working with the public? How, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I think everybody should have a vaccine card. Uh, I've got them available for <laughs> <laughs> And that's the next thing. So, well, isn't, so, that, isn't that right? That's exactly what's going to happen. So, I, you know, I have very strong opinions about that. So <laughs> I, I, I disagree with the vaccine. I don't like the government telling me or anybody yeah. anything. So, um, you know, and, and just like the war on drugs, I mean, if, if they make it where you have to have something, that's just going to create a market for it. So You're exactly um, right. You know, however, think about how, like, you know, obviously the stigma drawn up with, like, marijuana, mushrooms, other natural things. It's funny how they're illegal, but a toxic mushroom that would kill you if you, you ate it isn't illegal. Right. So someone kill it, but if you, if someone's going to allow you to have fun, then it's illegal. And they can't, you know. Maybe they should put something it. fun in the vaccine. <laughs> they should, yeah. For like a day, you just feel like you're 17 more, again. A little morphine drip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know, my thing is, I, we, you know, I, I, I like, I love to go to Punakana and the Dominican. I, I, I love it. Love that place. Haven't been there yet, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> and and so I was looking for all of the, I was looking through all of the things that you got to go through on. So going in, you get, there's this line of whatever. And coming back in the United States, there's, you have to do this, this, and this. As far as the vaccine goes, it doesn't matter if you have the vaccine either way. Right. So even if you're, even if you have the vaccine and you want to come back to the United States, you still have to take the test down there if you have coronavirus you have to stay there for two weeks i mean so there's no benefit right now of the vaccine to fly anywhere well the bottom line is you know like jared has touched on this like the expert you know the expert you know dr fauci's out here saying everybody get the vaccine and now just within the last few days it's you need to pause there's there's some potential well that's the johnson and johnson one though yeah so but but what okay so they already know that about the johnson johnson what about the Moderna and the pfizer what's the long term no nobody, nobody knows well you know nobody knows technically they're not even calling them vaccines yes emergency they're called gene something I, I, yes. I, gene, I, I, i've read gene. on both things because I, I like to educate myself on at least like i was like i'm going to get the vaccine i'm going to understand once again i was like Man, I've put some way crazier shit in my body getting this vaccine, so I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to survive this. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just, you know, I understand both sides. I'm kind of just not a, I, you know, I just want to travel. And my husband's from Argentina, so I just know, like, I figure that they're going to end up having somewhere where you're going to have to prove to, that you have a vaccine. So I just, eh. And I mean, that's the thing. And and my, my thing is coronavirus has been around forever. Because I don't know if you guys remember this, but back on the back of the Lysol can, this was a big deal, right? When this thing started was, you know, coronavirus, it killed coronavirus. And so, you know, they're saying, oh, it kills, this one is more deadly and all that kind of stuff. But you haven't, you literally have not seen or can find statistics on flu deaths, any deaths. Everybody stopped dying of everything yeah. except for this stuff. So it's really, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit, all cruise ships will require vaccine to board. Yeah, well, this is the end of the cruise ships, for sure. I mean, I, you know, the, the food was great, the gambling stuff, <laughs> but Royal Caribbean, what a pile of shit. So <laughs> I found out the secret to life was having low expectations. I didn't know that until the other day. Um, Fred, Fred, it's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> you know what, though? With, you know, there are 
there is this thing where anymore that you don't get pleasantly surprised. I re, you know you know what I'm saying? Like when you buy something or, or go somewhere to buy something or if you have something done, you know, car done or whatever, you, you, you expect it to be exactly what it is. And, and the best you can hope for is that it's exactly what it said it was going to be. But you very rarely do you just do you buy something or go somewhere or do something that it's like, because even when you go someplace, you can find everything about this. You can go down to the street view and be right there. You know, you never get to go and be like, man, this was, I didn't really think this was going to be that great, but this is pretty nice. You know, kind of have like most of my friends. <laughs> the best you can hope for is as advertised. <laughs> that's exactly right. That, that, that's exactly right. So I'm going to start setting my expectations lower. Who, what flu has been on vacay <laughs> since 2021? Yes, I agree. I agree. So that's the thing is the inconsistency and in the politicization of everything is, is you know, when everybody says the flu went down to, to like zero in New York, well, then you obviously know that the kickbacks from the hospitals they're getting by calling everything a coronavirus death. They're just getting paid for that. When you give people incentives, you know, and money and power is involved, you know that most people are always going to make the wrong decisions. So that's another thing. It's just like a little honesty. A, a little honesty would be glorious, and it would talk a lot of people into trusting, listening to the talking heads and the, the you know, crooked attorneys that are um, who we call. Okay, fathers. we will not be putting down crooked attorneys on this show. Verdoliak Law Firm is a very good sponsor for the show. <laughs> I said that right Congress. And the only thing that's so crooked saying, about him is his hind leg. You're saying, well, you're saying he's crooked. No, he's he's probably one of the most uh, gracious, nicest, crooked people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> whatever happened to her? You know, they got a statue for her. That? That's, that's Greta Thunderbird. Oh. I miss her. I do miss her. You know, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Corona happened, so I didn't have to see her anymore. Um, so that, let's let's get into this because we've been talking about memories. We've been talking about uh, you know remembering things like eight tracks and CDs and records and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to start this whole thing out with this really interesting story about a man named uh, his name Steve Titus, and in. This was in this was actually in uh, uh, the 80s, where he's 31 years old and he's driving along. Him and his wife, him and his girlfriend at the time, the fiance, they were driving along, and a cop pulls him over. And uh, basically, the cop says, you know, this vehicle uh, is describes a vehicle that has been um, somebody had said looks like this vehicle that was a rape victim, and and. You, you look also similar to her description. So they take him in and they put him in a lineup and the, the, the girl comes in and looks at the lineup and, and, and picks him out of the lineup as saying he looks the closest. So they bring him to trial and during the trial, this, this woman at this point in time is told herself and everybody else, that is the guy. I'm 100% sure that's the guy. He goes to jail, gets convicted, goes to jail. At this point in time, this guy, he did not do this. So this is, didn't, ne never happen. He, he's, he's very upset, the whole legal system, the whole thing. So he calls a, a journalist at a newspaper in this city. <clears throat> and the journalist comes in, listens to his story. And the journalist ends up finding the actual perpetrator 
who not only raped this girl, but up to what they could find out, up to 50 different women over a certain amount of time. Gets, the, Titus is, gets out of jail after uh, you know five or six years in jail, comes out, and he's pissed. But he's lost his fiance because he's, you know, he's, he's, she can't take the, take it all. He lost his savings account, his whole thing. His family's all messed up, whatever the case is. So he does this and he fights and fights and fights. And he's finally got his day in court. And, and a day before he had his day in court, he wakes up and has a heart attack and dies. 35 years old. Okay. In this country, there was a, a project done around two or three years later that, that had found, just had found 300 people in the same situation as him based on facts of other people giving what they remembered against other people that put them in jail. And then they were released based on DNA and realizing it was false memory. This is why this gets me. So in this time, we, we all know what social media is. We all know, you know, and we all deal with it. And, you, and, and not only that, it goes one step further in the sense that <clears throat> if you guys haven't looked at this before or, or just even on the fun side of it, which is the, the changing of the face when now, you know, somebody can, I don't know if I have that. Oh yeah, I do. Take a look at this. Watched him on the, um, his acceptance speech mm -hmm. on the Emmys for Angels in America. Totally into like the peripheral and like weird things. So mm -hmm. he was like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got some lights. <laughs> A couple of cameras. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not doing that one because that's got Mel Gibson, and I get I get a little bit uh, hot about that. Point being is, over the over all the different things, especially in today's society, false memories are could be something that changes all of our lives, especially with this. But, you know, because basically you can uh, and what the research is, is that you can now implant or, or scientists are saying you can implant false memories. So what I want to do is in the beginning of the show tonight, we talked about music, remembering uh, records and CDs and all those kind of things. So let's talk about the first time you remember listening. What, 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 what the first song was back when it, it just don't think hard about it. But like, what was the first song you remember hearing? And I'll give you a second if you want to think about it. Point being is, and I, and I want to talk about it, but, the, but what I'm trying to say is, how, how willing are you to go to the, to the mat for things that you remember that happened to you when you were 10 years old, right? And, and if somebody asked you today it, it, about a situation in your life when you were 10 years old, how, how confident are you that you could that you could really replicate a moment, right? You know, even right now, if you're as you're thinking about what was the first song that I remember hearing, you know, and if we thought about, okay, what, what, what age was that? If somebody put a gun to your head and said, all right, this is it. I know what the answer is. Are you sure? Right. Would you, would you, would you stick with that? Right. No. So what, like, what's the, what's the first song you remember hearing? Uh, the first thing that popped in my head was Rockabye Baby by my mom. She used to sing it to me all the time. That's disturbing because that's way, I mean, unless that happened when you Not were 17. Not like when I was a, a, a kid. Right, but, but I mean. I'm little, yeah, like soothing. I remember her singing it to me when I was like really upset when I was a little, little, pretty little. Like five years old. 
Yeah, I don't know how old I was, but I'm pretty young, yeah. I hope that song at least five. <laughs> what about you? What's the, what's the first song you remember here? I have no idea. Well, see, that's that's probably the more fair answer. What about you? Uh, the youngest song I can remember hearing was was a Tracy Chapman song. I was probably like nine. My parents how old are me. you? <laughs> how old are you, Tracy Chapman? Yeah. This is this this show is gonna be shit. I can tell you that right now. What about you, Andy? Uh, probably "Lips That Lie" by the Stanley Brothers. Yeah, that, that's that's at least a little better. <laughs> so, I guess I, I guess the point I'm making is when you start thinking back on on when you have to go and you have to dig, what is happening is your your memory is going in literally like a computer. It's going into these little spaces where you have boxed this stuff off. And, and it's pulling it out, right? And so people are going to court. You know, you look at the Brett Kavanaugh. Why this is important is the Brett Kavanaugh, right? We have a lady, a, a lady that's that's testifying as the main witness of, of, a, of a rape situation and, and something that happened 30 years previous. And, and we're supposed to, even with all of the information we have about false memories, we're supposed to listen to people, right? And And... That's what really is interesting about this situation. Think about the relationships you've been in, bad ones that you've gotten out of, and you're trying to talk to somebody and be like, no, you said this. And, and, and she's like, no, you did this, or whatever the case is. And then a year or two later, you're going back and you're like, I don't, I don't really remember. I don't really remember what happened, truthfully. But in that moment, you would have gone to the mat for the fact that you had it all pieced together and you're vision of truth was exactly how it was, right? And so we, it's kind of weird that we live our life in a way that, and go through life that way where you ever notice like the, the most brilliant stories that you hear are sometimes the ones that are the least amount of truth in them. Like somebody that really kind of has all the details and you're like, how, how do you know? I, I couldn't, I couldn't re replicate that moment in my mind if I wanted to all, any moment, right? This is what's interesting. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you th this. This is really disgusting. And it, it, I'd say disgusting because even she thinks it's disgusting. And then we're going to kind of go into the Mandela effect. And I'm going to show you guys some slides and we're going to see what you remember and how you remember things growing up. But this is this is a woman who wrote a book uh, about uh, it's called My Lie. And this is how it started. All of a sudden, my friend turned to me and said, have you ever done anything you really, really regret? And I didn't even have to think about it for a second. Immediately, I said, when I was in my 30s, I accused my father of sexually molesting me, and then I realized it wasn't true. And my friend stopped walking and turned to me with her mouth hanging open, and she said, the same thing happened to me. Right. So I'm going to ask everybody in here, have you ever had a false memory that you, that you remember having a false memory? Has there ever been a time when you, you were like, I don't know why I thought that was, you know what I'm talking about? Is anybody remember, does anybody remember having a false memory? Well, I think that, uh, a lot of the, before like social media and everything, everything was documented. It's really just your word against the person that was there, your friends. Cause you know, the guys that you meet, you know, when we moved to Nashville, we all had these great times. 
Yeah. Of course, everybody's drinking some beer or whatever. <laughs> but but it's like when you hear the stories over the years being told the same exact stories, they all continue to change. And you notice whoever's telling the story is kind of like the star of the show, like the badass. And then you're just, you know, a common or an extra in the story. <laughs> and you're like, well, I don't know about that. I remember something else. Differently. And, and, but I will say, you know, there's, I guess it's majority rules, you know, if there's four people there. But, but it is, I also think some of us, whether it's trauma or, or on the flip side, something really, really exciting or something you really care about, you may remember that more. It may meant more to you in that situation than the people, other people in the room. So you may have a better account of that because you really gave a shit. But I think obviously just time telling the story, people, you know, there are other people exaggerating and stuff, but, but that's a weird thing for me. I think time just kind of over, over time, people just, their minds don't, don't recall the same. And, and they just eventually, I mean, it's nuts. I, when I get together with my friends, old friends and, and telling stories, everyone's like, that is not how that happened. I, honestly, I mean, you got, you trust yourself, but, it, it, it's just bizarre. And also, it is someone else's interpretation of the memory. You know, there's so much information going on at all times, and our brains are only, really can only soak in a certain amount. So if someone's on this side of the room and someone's on this side of the room during conversations, I mean, who knows from your perspective how you take that, that information in. So, How would your life be different today if, in fact, you could understand that time and the, and the loss of memory and certain memories Nobody gives a shit, right? Like, because, and, and how I say that is, especially in the music world, you worry about, should I play that job? Should I have been there that night? You know, like everybody's going, everybody was going out and I missed it. And, you know, and there was this record guy there, or this, there was this dude I need, I should have been there. I should have been. And then you realize that nobody, nobody remembers, everybody got drunk. And even and 10 years later, nobody remembers that particular day that was so important to you. Right. Which which, you know, that's what gets me about false memory is that and the idea of time and what it does to to your thoughts and, and what it does to how you perceive things is what kind of what kind of what kind of life could you have lived if you would have the stress that you wouldn't have had to deal with if you would just would have realized, like, nobody's going to remember this shit 10 years from now or five years or a freaking year from now. But in your, but it hurt. It got you. Relationships are a prime example of what it does to everybody, you know, because you can't just say, "Oh, that's," you know, what I'm not exactly sure what the point was that I fucked, I screwed this up, but it was a point, and I'm, and I don't exactly know what, because she did some stuff and I did some stuff, but I don't really remember what happened, you know. Yeah, I think all of those people that are also perpetual victims, they always want to play the victim card in every situation. Well, they convince themselves. That that's the truth after they go tell all their friends so they can be the victim. I think they start believing their own their own crap. But think about all that's the books. Right. Think about all the books in time that have been written, all off memory. And think how many of those have been false memories. So how can that goes in a his, historical perception. record? Yeah, record. Well, and plus, I mean, trauma. I mean, just it's proven scientifically that like you endure some sort of trauma and you're, you you can separate your brain just rewires itself to separate to protect yourself it's a defense mechanism because yeah, there are there are, um, I mean we've all lived life you know I've been in a lot of abusive situations and I know um, I've gone to clinics with other people you know to talk about air shit out and 
it's crazy what trauma will do for your memory. You'll remember it completely different, almost to protect yourself sometimes. Um, children have been known to grow up in abusive households, and two siblings that are similar age, same household, same parents, same everything, remember the accounts of what happened in that house completely different because it's a different perception and it's a different fight or flight mode for each person. Because I know I remember things different. Right. right. So how so how do we believe anything that anybody has to say? Well, I also think, you know, when people they say people have nervous breakdowns from so much anxiety, from so much trauma, that's part of the me coping mechanism is a rewiring of of your brain to just to be able to take like she said all that trauma and it's uh, I agree with that 100%. So again, okay. So I don't. I don't want to. I always do this and skip the the damn clips. So let, here, this is a to, to her, to what she was saying. There's also this element of people using this memory that they that starts a fire, kind of like Andy when we were talking about somebody starts the fire and then and then it just kind of blows up and it does and you can do that in your own mind, right? So this is what happened. In 1982, I started working for a feminist researcher whose study revealed the fact that one out of three American women had been victims of childhood sexual abuse. Suddenly, Can I, get a, I think I, I didn't use, I didn't put the uh, thing right on there. Yeah, we, yeah, we got an audio problem going on. Really? Yeah, we do. Is it your fault? Are, is it just? Are they just? Are we? Should we pan around? Yeah. <laughs> Is there no audio going out? Yeah, well, uh, right. So for some reason, the default uh, got set to pick up from the tiny can. And, uh, <laughs> so the whole time we've been doing this is picking up from the tiny can, and I can't, I can't figure out why. Um, and the drive, none of these drivers go back to normal. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, we made the list. Yeah, we, we did. made the list and checked the we, we checked. Everything, we got an excellent connection. We got excellent. Uh, Blame it on the musician. Audio you know, connection. That, blew up, that blew up all the speakers and stuff. And We're working on it. I'm working on it. I mean, so is it been recorded correctly? <laughs> no shit. <sure. laughs> well, it is an OBS, yes. Oh, but we're not recording yeah. an OBS. So it's uh, more no, I'm recording. It's more of an IBS right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm recording an OBS, so it's getting all the X18 audio, but everything else is not, uh, we're not connected. You want to shut her down and do it again like we did last week? Uh, we might need to. I don't know uh, how we're... Poor Andy. I, I don't know, man. Every, I checked everything. I mean, we were. it was working. I swear I checked everything. Yeah. Technology. I kind of give up on it. Well, I don't want to do it unless it's right. No, it's got to be right. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, you, want, to, you want to redo it? Uh, yeah, we got to figure out how to get these to connect right the back. Unplug the damn little that little camera up there. It's all Sean's fault. And it really is. You asked for more of my life. No shit. And I blew up everything. I mean, it's just it's just look at it. It, it reminds me of Wally. That's cute. That's I want to kill Wall. I wanted to kill Wally. I want to kill the whole. Wally. I'm, I'm kind of Wally. Wally, the the, the, the cartoon, robot. the little cartoon that's kind of like um. um how life is working now. Do you remember Short Circuit, though? Yeah. It's kind of like a similar oh, movie. Like Johnny number five. Johnny. Number five is alive. <laughs> Reassemble. Can you build this a Johnny number five? Absolutely. <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> Johnny number five. Yeah, Who? I loved that movie. 
But that's what I kind of thought it was. It was like a. Oh, I remember. It was like the same I'm trying to think who the dad was. I missed Wally. I don't know who Wally is. Wally is basically where the country is going right now. It's like a new cartoon? <laughs> no, well... It's a Pixar film. Right? Yeah, it's a Pixar film. So, uh, 06, maybe. Ought 06, as I like I never actually saw the movie. I just thought that it, the, the machine was adorable. When I realized there was no dialogue, it was just a bunch of... And you had to read it the whole time. What are you talking about? Right? Wally? He didn't talk, right? Oh, no, Wally didn't talk. No, Wally. Wally just likes right? peanut butter. <laughs> What a sick bitch. <laughs> what a <laughs> sick bitch. Fuck Wally. Fuck Wally. I'm to unplug his ass up there. I just wanted to see Gallagher tell the rest of her story. <laughs> I don't know. So we're still there? Everything works up until the show. Like, you know, he, he'll oh, sit yeah. here for hours and be, everything works, everything's great, and then the show just, something during the show goes to shit. And it's just. That was every single live I was doing over quarantine. No shit. And I was I mean, like, you know what? I'm just going to use my phone propped up against a jar. You get fucking Jared Neiman to come over here and he <laughs> fucking ruins the whole night. It's my bad juju. <laughs> Sounds like you need some good sponsors. sponsors. Fuck off. Fuck. You know, I'm not. You know what? What we talked about the other night? Done. Yeah, Don't it. even worry yeah, about it. it. No, I'll just. just... Okay. Huh? Watch your language because we are live still with the audio. No way. <laughs> How are we live with okay, the audio? We're back. We're back on audio now. We've lost well, that's all, because all the cameras yeah. went off. Did they? Why? Well, because you got to flip the switches back on all of them. <laughs> when did they shut them off? The the electric when you when you pop the. Uh... <gasps> no, all I did was shut off the X eighteen. Uh, then I have no idea. Then I, I this this doesn't look like it's open. You know what? I should call Nikon and tell them thanks. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Thanks for the false memory. Just do that. No, on top right there. Just flip that little switch on top there. Yeah, whatever happened to yeah. a Kodak moment, right? Remember those? Kodak's gone. I know. Did you do it? It's part of my joke, dude. Yeah, so now I'm not getting anything from Black Magic. I don't think we should ever do this again. <laughs> you know what my dad my dad asked me the other day, he says, uh, if I could get you anything for Christmas, what would you want? And and I I said new parents. <laughs> wow i mean because if you have to ask you don't know me you yeah. know what i'm saying i thought you were gonna say a podcast with audio and video <laughs> <laughs> i don't i can't stand that guy he i can't he comes down here he acts like he owns a place he leaves me money doesn't cleans up after himself what kind of family is that what a jerk what a jerk who does he think he is <laughs> what an asshole could you imagine having a dad like that that's terrible huh? somebody that actually cared enough to leave you some money and clean his pee off around the rim of the toilet beard hair off the sink oh beard hair off the sink we do have tiny cam i don't want the tiny cam well, i know unplug that black magic that's the problem right there it's that that's voodoo right. man ah and there's sean hi <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know uh, it's it's odd seeing you in a toboggan tonight. A toboggan. I gotta be honest with you. What is that thing called? A ski cap? I don't know. I call them stocking caps yeah. where I was from, yeah, I was but right. like. I, that's what, but then if people look at me crazy, yeah, like it's beanies. 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 Yeah. yeah, stocking cap is what it was called where I grew up too. Well, a, a toboggan is the things with the puff things. Uh, is the ball on the, the top? It's got the ball on the top, right? which is the best part, right? Yeah, handlebar. <laughs> there's hey there's no cameras you can get away with anything right now 
I don't know. Andy, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what you did, dude, but you look great. Your side profile yeah, you, is uh, is freaking hot. Stunning. Your hair, your haircut looks good. You look like you could. But I'm telling you right now, look how skinny he is. Run a marathon with I, a. I just didn't. I didn't even realize. But your side profile, and that's a big deal in the modern modeling industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is such a false memory. <laughs> Hey, Andy, you know cannabis uh, increases false memories? Cannabis? Oh, good. <laughs> Makes sense. Anything to forget about this night would be awesome. That's why my life is so eventful. We should do some market research on that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's an app for that. Is it working? Ah, you know what? That's uh, God, you're, we're you're, back. You're on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone shut the hell up and get back to work. <laughs> Andy, maybe we should run a commercial. Uh, we can, we can. I really hope you do audio voices, like audio overs for Are we like, done? voiceovers. <laughs> Are we <ba> <laughs> hey, Andy, do you feel like doing a commercial? I'll do a commercial. Sounds like <laughs> you think? Is it working? Is it, has it got microphones? Yeah, we got audio. We got video. Oh, my God. Look, there's so, name hey, listen, so, oh, like, This show. one's not working. So, so uh, <laughs> a girl uh, uh, a girl bends down in front of a politician and, and, and uh, hands him a drink up like this and... and uh, and and says uh, here here's a drink I, I'd like to I'd like to you know give you some fellatio fellatio and he goes uh, that's great but what's in it for me so is there any way you can get this thing going oh uh, let me hold on hold pinot fellatio <laughs> the fine wine <sighs> there's Phil. Phil. Are, you, are you oh a wine? my god Phil oh, works. are you a wine drink oh you don't drink. Well, you I mean, when me? I did Here's drink, uh, like nice wine, 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 I love wine, but I was more of a red, what? the drier, the better. Yeah, I hear you. The I was, I really liked everything like super harsh. Oh, Andy's learned, so mad. I learned I'm my good. favorite wine is, uh, whichever one has the highest alcohol content. Yeah. Port. <laughs> port wine was like port. my favorite. Whiskey yeah. and wine right, together. And wine. Yeah. Okay. So port, Hangover is, the, from hell, port is the, is the bottom of the barrel, literally, right? Oh. Yeah, port yeah, is the bottom. And, and it's and it's is it isn't it like sitting in a whiskey barrel? No. Port? No, I I think port is literally the bottom, the 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 sediment at the bottom. They squish it, and it's so concentrate. That's why they call it like an after dinner uh, whiskey or, or wine or whatever because it's so concentrated. Port. It's it's not mixed with whiskey then. I don't. I think it is. Really? False, I mean, I think false memory. Yep, false that's a false memory. memory of what I remember. I guess. Andy, I will say this: I my expectations were so low about today that this actually is still a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is what? Hey, we agree. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck ups are uh, yeah. The screw ups are entertaining. I'm sure. All right. Now, really so good. so, let's just get to the Mandela effect. Do you? Does everybody know what the Mandela effect is? Yeah. Yeah. Nelson Mandela. Does anybody does anybody remember him dying? Yes. Okay. I also remember him dying. Uh, and, and I need the multi view when you get. A remember chance. when he he, he gotcha. when he passed away? Paris Hilton tweeted, "I loved your I loved your speech about I have a dream." No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and then she erased it, but of course it already been snapshotted three thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Did. When he really died, she did that? Yeah, she was just like giving him a, a little shout out on Twitter and, and just said, hey, you know, obviously the world's not going to be the same. Loved your speech about, you know, having a dream. I'm sure Holy it's... Holy shit. sure you could gargle it. I'm not there. gargling it. <laughs> I'm not. I, I've gargled enough tonight. 
<laughs> so the Mandela effect basically started with the fact that he, and I remember this, I remember him dying before he got out of prison. I, I, I do remember that in my mind, that news report exists, but it's not true. So he, he ended up being the president of South Africa, right? The whole thing, um, or Africa, South Africa. No, I don't. Well, Africa. There's tons. Well, there's tons of countries. There's tons of countries. Where, where was he president of? I don't know. You know, that's, a, that's, you know, I like him because talking about false memories, he realizes I probably shouldn't tell, say anything because uh, I probably isn't right. Good for you, Jared. I just. <laughs> Good for you. I, I just throw I just it out don't there. Know. I'm the, well, I mean, president of the United yeah, States. South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. So. So you're right. Yeah. Well, but South Africa is only the South of Africa. Right. It's a little tiny chunk of. I mean, just. Tons of countries. Yeah. Right. How many countries is it? How many, how many states are in. South Africa. Can you gargle that? <laughs> I sure can. Regardless of that. So audio is not right. Too low. Video is good. I don't I don't even know I don't even know what to do anymore. Good thing no, you look not. pretty. I'm literally listening to it on my phone right now. It's totally fine. You're sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm, what I'm getting is is people coming back to me after the it doesn't I don't even care anymore. Let's go. There's, there's you're getting comments saying audio's too low. That's what I heard. That's what I'm hearing. No, from that's the, fine. But it's false memories. Turn it, it up. I can't believe. I can't Turn believe, it up. I can't believe anything they say. That's 15 seconds differential. Oh, <laughs> differential. There's nine provinces. This is driving me nuts. Effort. So provinces are similar to our states. Yeah, similar. Similar. You don't care. False memory. Oh, that's what it is. False memory. Could you imagine what the relationships in, in your life would have been like if you could have just chalked it up for false memory? Man, there's that, they call it a, I still think I they have. They call it a disease, but it's more like a superpower. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a, there's several people that have a Sorry. brain that they can remember every damn day of their life. They'll say like, there were six of them in this interview, six people didn't know each other. And they're like, December 17th, 1984, they're like, Tuesday. <laughs> and they, 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 they can recall wow. every single day of their life. Now, those people that you're talking about in particular, they have been tested, and but they they also have been shown to show false memories. Really? Yep. Even these people well, that can probably remember. The, probably the traumatic stuff she's talking about, you know? I mean, there's no doubt about that. Because my mom was super nice to me growing up, and I, I don't want to remember any of it. Think <laughs> about how cool my life would have been if I had a, a worse life. Right in this regard, I had such God. a I had such a great childhood and a great life growing up, or whatever the case is. That when I moved to Nashville, I didn't really have anything shitty to write about, and it killed me because all the people that were you know all the people that were getting deals and writing, publishing, and all that kind of stuff, they were up. They were <laughs> messed up. They had their dad didn't love them. Their mom went on a cruise with another dad. I mean, just <laughs> crazy shit. I mean, bad lives. I had a great life, and I just didn't. I had no problems. I mean, you. Well, then there's me. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I never go. Yeah, on, I, I never go on another van trip with you. I'll tell you that right now. Man, we went on so many van trips. Man, second bunk all the way. If second, you think bunk I, socks are weird, <laughs> try traveling with a woman. What, what socks do they have? Yeah, it's not a sock. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's not a sock. A bunk. <laughs> a bunk false memory. A bunk false, a bunk memory. false memory. All right, so. Andy, can you open up my stream deck for me so I can do these uh, these things right here? Close it and open it because I, I push a button, but just like most women I know, nothing's going on right now. <laughs> nothing's not happening. Huh? Just start it up. It it, 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 it it might not work. I hope it doesn't. And I'm going to go down. <laughs> tonight, <laughs> tonight, 
night I tried to set the lo reset the Should lock be. on my front door, and it pissed me off so bad I kicked the bottom and knocked the hinges completely off. The whole front door came off, and I literally, <laughs> I literally looked at it and go, "Why in the fuck do I need a lock on a door that I can just kick to shut the bitch off?" <laughs> like, what, what, what am I doing here? What am I getting mad for? You know, I hit Andrea one time. It was great. False memory. <laughs> That took it right out of the. I, I didn't even care anymore. I was out. I was like, didn't even worry about it. Andrea's on the floor. Pancakes is running. I got nothing. Can you play the? Uh, let me see what this is at. Six, six. Because I, I can't. Your stream deck's not doing anything. Yeah, it's not doing anything. I can't do. I, 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 push, <laughs> I push the button, but the batteries are dead. Jesus, huh? I know, right? User error. My ex-wife has a lot of false memories. <laughs> you know, I always thought, dear diary, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> It's pretty stupid, but you know that may be the way to go if you really want to have some facts. As long as you're honest when you, you journal about. Is this your what day? you want? A journal. I don't. Number six, I don't, right? No, I should. But I don't. you know, that's a that's an interesting thing. You know, they always say, okay, you know, part of this therapy, you should journal, and that's that actually scares the shit out of me. I don't know why. I think I write most of my stuff in my songs. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go, Chris. There's yeah, right. I get all my shit out. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Journaling <laughs> is a bad idea because. Uh, when you go back years later and you read it, you're like, have I always been 13? Because this is some of the dumbest shit I've ever read in my entire life. I, actually I am found a my freaking diary. moron. I was a moron. And then you think, man, I am so much better than that now. And then 10 years later, you read the that day's worth of journal and you're like, what a moron. But it makes you wonder if you journal to sugarcoat code it for the future you. Yeah, to, to read back. Yeah, like you're like you're a little nicer, better. I don't cooler. do that. I leave little twenty dollar bills in all the different places, just like so I can go. That's pleasantly surprising. I've seen you. Have, I've always wondered why I've seen a twenty dollar bill <laughs> hanging out of your pocket. <laughs> I thought you just left the well, old. That was a different deja reason. vu. That was a different reason. <laughs> that was for my days in Jersey, Jersey, the Jersey boys, Monmouth County. Hey, I just just for shits and giggles, I'm gonna unplug this one time. And could you just <laughs> shove it up somebody's ass? Just, I mean, just literally, just inject it right in a butthole anywhere. I would like to just. Hi, mom. <laughs> I, wonder if, I, I wonder if I wonder. I'm. So, I apologize. No, I, you know what? That's wrong. No, it's okay. Fortunately, there's a delay, and Andy can beep this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get that. Worked He's out. like, let me just put on a constant tone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just won't work. I think you have the biggest shot glasses. Yeah, yeah, they're with the phones. Yeah, the phones are down. Yeah, they're with the phones. It just doesn't work. What a disappointment. All right, so hit the six again. Hit the six again. Anybody remember these guys? This was a big deal for me. I, I say I say Berenstein. Steen. No, Berenstein Bears. It's the Berenstein. Some say Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears. The Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. Right? It's not Berenstein. It is Berenstain is the actual pronunciation is with the A. Right. Stain. Bernstein Bears, or Stain, Bernstein Bears, whatever the case is. This is what everybody said when we were watching them. Bernstein. Right? I'm more of a showbiz pizza kind of guy. Yeah. Pizza Bears. The Rock of Fire explosion. Yeah, you know, I, we didn't have money. I've read about this before, too, but it was a little different than the false memories. It was people believing that every time you go to bed and you wake up, you're in just a slightly different sliver of basically a different version of our universe so they'll say like one guy said like have you ever heard of bernstein bears well maybe you're it's bernstein bears and that was his his theory but i thought or you just pronounced the shit wrong your whole life what but see what well, <laughs> or whatever region you're from well right. but i mean and they changed it that's exactly right too but there is this thing that i think is really neat which is this idea that 
there's all these thing universes going on parallel and sometimes you get in them and come out of them and get in them and go into different ones because have you not felt this way i, I have felt this way where first off when you look back on your life it's like looking at a movie it's like looking at a movie if you try to remember like let's just say your senior year of high school and you try to recollect those memories uh, as much as you can. It, let's just say you look at a yearbook and you can actually see moments and you're like, I remember being there. It still looks like a movie. It, you can remember a movie you saw and it, it's kind of the same references. Like I, you just remember being there. It, it, you were like watching something that happened and now you can recall it like you could watching a movie. That's how, right. So the idea that you could jump into different parallels if there are different parallels going on, doesn't it doesn't really freak me out? Well, they're all existing. Different planes are all existing at the same time. I mean, I, I'm super into meditation and and all of that stuff. Prove it. So, like, meditate right tra now. Transcendental <laughs> meditation is all about transcending, you know, and being able to access kind of like that dream state, which is like where you're most active, not to be restricted by this physical plane have you ever had a dream that was so real when you woke up okay yeah i called my sister and i chewed her ass out man i thought i, I had the biggest fight with her and she had no idea what i was talking about it was have so you ever real. had a dream that felt like this <laughs> no no no. i'm not joking has anybody ever had a dream what's this feel like what do you mean the way you feel right now present like um like pre like in the oh, moment very much. you know you understand what i'm saying like sure. it, have you because this is what i think is weird i i have I've had those dreams, but when I woke up, I did not feel like I feel right now, which is like gravity is affects me. And, and like, I feel, I can really feel things and I'm, I'm, I feel like I know what's going on around me. I don't think I've ever had a dream where I, I felt like that. Does that make sense? I guess so. I mean, I feel like I've even had dreams that, uh, where you almost kind of half wake up. And you can, you're still dreaming, but you're conscious enough to know the storyline. And I've changed it. Have you never done that? I, I yeah, yeah, where you alter your own dream. Yeah. You're, like you kind of wake up, toss a turn a little bit, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm going back in. Yeah, I'm going to go back shit's in. Shit's about to change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you kind of just, yeah. yeah. I, I, do you have re reoccurring dreams? I, I've always yes. had this one dream that's, and I think it's just probably, I'm sure it all translates into what's going on in your life, but it, obviously not as a literal thing but i was always in this weird big old house that there's always guys with machine guns following me around <laughs> and what? i go down into the, like this basement that's unfinished and it's just and i'm just always trying to avoid these what's interesting i have guys. a very similar dream. really no way <laughs> as a kid i had a dream that uh i was staying with my grandparents in colorado and they live next to a canal and one day we were always preparing ourselves for something and men with machine guns came across the canal and i hid everybody in the house except for myself and then i always woke up so there has to be something with machine guns i don't know <laughs> right hey, chris I, I was gonna say you if you i would, would love to see you do do a show on this because it's kind of similar to what we're talking about and I, i'd love for all of us to come back if you, you know, <laughs> i mean if you're looking for some guests well i mean as long as we get the but, tiny cam working <laughs> but uh there's there's a doctor and there's a lot of these there's many doctors but one on youtube and this is even older so i can't imagine what he's done now but at the time it was 2500 children that were under the age of four that recalled their past lives and uh one of them was this kid that was laying down and he's getting oh, like a diaper yeah. changed you know I'm, i don't know how he could talk and get his diaper changed unless he just you know didn't pick up on the 
<laughs> pissing your pants. But he just said, he looked up at his dad and said, I, I remember changing your diaper. And he's like, what? And he said, it's Grandpa Augie. So there's tons, but the craziest one was this, this little girl was born and she was trying to tell everybody who she was. They take her to a family reunion. That she's never seen anybody in these, met anybody as a child, this new child. And in the, in uh, she named 60 people who they were. That was my husband. That's my grandma. That's my names. Every single person at this family reunion. And then about at four years old, all those memories start to dissolve. I've also seen fighter pilots, all kinds of, you should, yeah, you gotta that, check it out. that they recall their plane going yeah, down. They can physically it. remember everything happening. Um, as ch I saw one of an interview of a child, he was like four or five and he would wake up screaming and has details about the location. They looked mm -hmm. it up. It existed. Yeah. He had the names of his co-pilots. There was another kid that remembered, um, that had lived a, her past life also had the address, knew the playground, described it in therapy sessions. Like the mom thought she was like going crazy and then realized that she was actually recounting, recounting like, past life Dude, there's a there's like, a book called many lives many masters that you got to check out this columbia university professor who's uh i'm not sure i guess psychologist or something in that field very respected you know amongst all his peers this guy said hey i know this girl that uh man she's she sleeps in her closet and she's scared of water all this weird stuff he's like well, bring her in and like, it went on for like a year she finally came in and he he would just visit with her and try to figure out what was the deal well, she went to like egypt or something with her fiance went to a, a a museum and they're walking through and the guide is kind of going through oh and this year this happened and so forth and she corrects him and says no actually it was this and he goes you're right how'd you know that and she's like i don't even know so when she comes back to this doctor she tells him he goes well maybe we should hypnotize you so a few weeks later they decide to hypnotize her and she goes back he has her go back to when she's a child and uh says hey tell me this account and she started like naming all these names that sounded very old like you know whether it was like viking names or old roman name you know whatever it was but throughout this time that he would hypnotize her and he claimed that she wasn't very intelligent he was just trying to say that she's not a fraud because but she she was able to talk about 83 lifetimes that she's had on this earth and how so many people around you find each other through your lifetime and and she realized that her fiance the same soul Right. had killed her in a previous life and that doctor was actually had been an instructor a teacher in one of her lives but she had drowned and that's why she was scared of water and, and and all these crazy things but every once in a while she'd get caught in limbo right between who she is now and who who she was then and he would come across these sage spirits which were like these ancient spirits that once you go through all these different levels you eventually get to remember not only your past lives but once you get to the highest you remember you can remember anything that's ever happened ever and so he gets to talk to these weird sage spirits. Anyways, it's a crazy book, and he it was very weird about putting it out because he didn't want to run his career, but he thought it was just so fascinating. But it's a uh, many lives, many masters. So that that what you're talking about is Maharaji. I think it, it's 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 a there's a it's an Indian name. Basically, the belief is that you that all all. All of us are standing literally in a line and that the person at the front of the line gets to when you get to that point, you get to experience everything like it, it, we're all just kind of going through this life. When we die, we go to the next and the next and the next. Eventually, you get to see everything 
there's you know the the epitome of how everything works and and that's interesting you say that because i i really haven't i i literally took a greyhound trip to florida one time and set by this indian guru dude who explained to me this whole uh, mantra about their religion and how they thought and i always found that fascinating like because i kind of remember i I remember being a kid and having a weird relationship with (laughs) this is going to sound stupid (laughs) a weird relationship with my grandmother and and don't take that wrong right but i had like it was was she hot is she hot she wrote a song about that it was (laughs) (laughs) i had a weird relationship with her in the fact that i felt like i knew her prior yeah yeah it wasn't my grandmother it was this person i knew right is that does that make sense and 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 always felt that way it wasn't somebody that i was related to it was somebody that i knew i can't i don't really know how to explain it so i want to go back one because i i, I this is something i have a uh, i think i have thought about my whole life when you when you die if it goes to black fine right when you go because I, I this idea about when you talk about dreams I, I don't really dream anymore so there's there's this idea that there's a calmness and a, and, a, and, a, and a serenity in the in when I go to sleep if I didn't wake up who nobody I wouldn't know the difference it didn't hurt didn't nothing if in fact we when we die we come back I almost part of me doesn't want to Right, because, for instance, I, the way I feel right now is I got lucky in the guy that I am now. Yeah, I've done some dumb shit and all that, all the stuff normal people do in their life, whatever the case is. But I got, I, I, I made some good choices. I've, I've got, I lived this far, that kind of thing. I don't want to come back and and only make it to seventeen and get in some terrible accident or live. You know, or be young and have a a a, a, dil, a, dil, a dil, what is it a dil, Delivery, driver. no, uh, a debilitating. De- thank you. Does he, he's been playing with me well. Uh, <laughs> that's also wrong. Tickle, tickle. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like I, that's what gets me about this. That we can't wrap our we nobody because well, you're looking at it. You're also looking at it from a very linear standpoint of saying that that's the only thing that you can get from this life is is the life that you've experienced. But you don't know if you come back as a child, maybe that does have a. Um, terminal disease you might get something completely different out of life and you learn something completely different and you evolve and then you transcend to the next thing and so it's not necessarily like a a horrible punishment just like some people like jared was saying earlier you know can obviously keep themselves in the victim part you can always look at see and see how the world has happened to you or you can see and go man this happened to me but look at what i learned from that situation and what i evolved into that would have never happened had i not experienced that trauma or that that experience that was so intense that changes people and that i think is is something kind of cool. There's a, um, a show on Netflix that's called Surviving Death that I thought was really interesting. Also intertwining all the planes that of people that have had near-death experiences where they've left their physical body, but they still were energy 
hovering in the operating room. My dad has memories of they got hit by a train when he was in high school and drug down the railroad tracks. And he was on the operating table and he um, like uh, died for like, I think it was like a minute or something like that. He remembers watching people operate on him and can see everybody in the operating room where he was. And so it just shows that there's so many different planes and different things going on all at yeah, once. I mean, you hear millions of stories like that. I mean, not how could everybody remember, have the same remember thing? Remember the doctors, what people are wearing when they came in and came out. But that just reminded me of another thing inside that book because you were talking about like I don't know if I want to come back and talking about because you know people say how could you know how could a God a loving God give a kid yeah, right. two year old cancer and stuff like that and it, you wonder the same thing. But what was interesting in this book was when you die. Let, let's say we all just for the sake of the, obviously the conversation, we're all like on the same level as spirits and we all had a task in this book. You're all given one vice in each life. If you don't figure out a way to overcome that vice, then in your next life, you still have that burden with another vice. So what happens is say everybody else besides myself got to the point they needed to, to move on to another level. Well, you guys would try to help me out because you want to, you want me to be with you going up through right. this level. So you'll say, okay, well, you didn't, you know, you're still, you still like that whiskey. So you're, gonna to, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to go back. And as a bird, you know, so they, you may say, okay, well, I offer, I'll come back with you and I'll be your child that passes away at like two. And like, I'm just saying this is their, you know, their angle of the book. I'm not saying this, I, hell, I don't know what's true. Right. What's not. But so I come down. I have a baby, it passes away, and then I have to live with that burden my whole entire life as part of, to catch me up to the part of the journey to be able to go to the next level with everybody else. Also, if you betray one another in life, one soul will go into a, a hall of reflection until the other soul finally comes in there and they work it out. And so everybody grows from every little experience. Even the traumatizing ones, like, yeah, I mean, th that's part of, that's, part that's of, you, part you get of, lots of credit for that. being able to, and if you think about it, um, you don't believe like, let's say somebody was talking, um, and giving a talk at like a Ted talk or an inspirational speech about something, you're not going to believe them to like inspire you if they did not come from that place of hurt or from pain or experience. Like if you have somebody that's, you know been on a beach their whole life and they come and they try to tell you about hard times you're going to be like man you're full of shit like what are you talking about so the idea of looking outside your perception of what's happening and realizing that maybe that experience causes you to talk to one person and it causes a trickle effect that person hears your story of what happened takes it and relates it to their experience and now maybe they want to make a change in themselves to do something and now you have a martyr like Martin Luther King that stands up or you have people that become, you know, uh, you know, martyrs for other people that don't have the voice too. So it, it, it just depends on how your perception is of how you take in experiences in your life. And, and see this, this, that doesn't bother me so much. It, it, the thing that gets me the most about this is, as we talk about it and we sit here and we, and you can envision where these moments where you pass away or, or people that can see things that, that you can't or remember things that it still begs the question. Number one, when you look at false memories, especially trying to remember uh, back, uh, you know, to when you were 10 years old, for instance, 
and it's and it's really hard. You you would never go to the mat for something that, that happened when you were ten and try to put that together in your mind, right? And so when you look at what what is the purpose in 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 life and and what is the purpose of like legitimately this is what we're doing this universe is made up of of these souls that are trying to come in and out of it uh, to to make up with each other and and you know you know what i'm saying like i when you when you start talking like that to me or, or when people start talking about the intertwining of when i die I come back and i'm gonna we're gonna see each other again and those types of things that's where i kind of go i still don't want to come back like if this is what we're doing if if this is the if this is the situation do you get a choice you know do you get a choice to say when the lights when this when this light flips out you're like nah i'm good i'm going to there's a bar on the corner i'm going to stay at that place you guys have a good time because it it you know one thing that gets me is the people that like my family for instance and you you come to nashville and they're in west virginia and and you've had all this distance, seventeen years, where you've watched them grow older, and and your you know and the, your brother and your and every, everything, and they, those guys progress in their life, and you're no longer really a part of it. I, I understand that in the sense that I think your mind does these things to protect yourself for when people start to start to pass away, so that you don't just live in the past, right? Um, and and that's what gets me about and and. Trying to stay on some sort of the track here with false memory is like what, what ten years after your like when my dad's dad passed for instance or mother passed to think about what that would feel like when I look at when when I look at my parents I it, it blows my mind like I don't even want to think about it but then ten years after those things happen to somebody their, their their parents passed and maybe you guys have had parents that have passed away how does it feel? Have you guys ever had a, a, a parent, for instance, that you, at least you had a relationship with pass away yet? No. I've had a grandparent. So so my biggest thing is so just to, to touch on what you were talking about. So you're like, well, I don't know that I want to come back. Well, but it's got to be intriguing, right? So like, you know, what if what if you're like, oh, I don't I'm good. I don't. What if I came back as something that I didn't like or whatever, but it's got to be intriguing, right? To think about that. You don't know what you, the possibilities. It is intriguing, but are we coming back to earth? Is that, is that, and you know, is that the thing? Like it can't be earth, right? It's got to like, let me go to, to, to what Nanu Nanu or whatever the, wherever Morgan mini was from. I mean, Uranus. That's where you belong. (laughs) I love love this audience. They're very kind. Um, can you? Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break because I got to talk to Jared. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared th- and Andy, this is for you. Clip of the week. Can you play COW for me? Uh, can you play the COW? This is for you guys. Yeah. Uh, where is it? It's is on. It? It's, it's COW. I think. I know, but okay. Here it is. This is for you. Sponsored by Titan Motoring Sports. <laughs> Best band I've ever seen live. Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's the four skins. I know those guys.
to you here, this wicked lead. This wicked lead. Oh, they're the back. He's a lefty, that's why. Still my damn moves. How, how could you find that many people? Yes. They, they've got to be brothers. Right? they got to be. Brothers and cousins. So what's that hair all about? These are in a past life. National's only custom automotive facility with everything under one roof. Titan Motoring. Put your car, bike, or boat in the care of our award-winning technicians and artists. Wheels and tires. Lift and suspension kits. Mobile audio and video. Custom lighting. Custom fabrication and interior, window tinting and vinyl wrapping. Locally owned and operated in our 15,000 square foot facility. Wrap it, light it, lift it, and then roll it out with Titan Motoring. Call or visit us online at titanmotoring.net. Doctors and nurses make their living trying to help others, but they are human beings, and human beings sometimes make mistakes. When a doctor has worked for 24 hours straight, fatigue and lack of focus can lead to critical mistakes being made. Other times, it's the policies or system that's to blame. For example, when a doctor or nurse comes in on their shift, they are forced to rely on charts and records created by others. Sloppy paperwork or inaccurate record keeping can give the doctor an incomplete picture or even worse, the wrong picture, and that can lead to serious injury or even death. It's called preventable medical error. Recent studies claim that preventable medical error causes up to 400,000 deaths a year. That's nearly as many deaths as caused by smoking. When this happens, those responsible must be held accountable to compensate the injured person or their family. But the good news is, just like you and I are required by law to purchase auto insurance, doctors also get insurance coverage in case they accidentally hurt someone. For help, call the Verdoliac Law Group. The true liposomal supplement. And we're back. Well, what are you going to do? I can only do so much. And we're back. And we're back. I'm going to wait for Phil to get back up here so you can do the commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> One man. Can you open the stream deck for me? It's not. I, that's I just said to you. No, it's it's uh just if you could just click on it. It doesn't open. Oh, it doesn't. This one's for you. Won't open. In task. There's no. Uh, oh, it doesn't show up. Wow. Well, well. yeah. Task manager. Uh, we got deck board. We got Google, Google Chrome. Oh, you or OBS? Yeah. There's no. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it still doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. So here, yeah. So okay. So that's six. Yeah. Go to go to eight. Do you remember sure. which one? Which one of these is correct? Well, doesn't the one all with monkeys the have a tail? The one with the tail, right? I'm gonna go no tail just to be a dick. You're probably right. Yeah, you are. Because right. probably that's probably. Curious George did not have a tail. They must have thought he was a schnauzer when he was born and trimmed it. What's up with that? Why would they not let him? Why have... Why would they not? 
have a tail. Maybe the artist was lazy. Yeah. There were, what if, Too what, provocative. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> why did why didn't did you remember Curious George oh, yeah. having a tail? No. No. Oh, you don't. Mm-mm. You don't remember it having a tail. I mean, I don't remember either way. The only time I really even seen Curious George is in like walking by in a grocery store and seeing like a book. I don't think I've actually ever flipped through one. I was born with a tail. Yeah. Yeah. How long was it? Just about like your finger. That that's your penis, Andy. No, it was on the other side. It was on my tailbone. It was a little tailbone. Yeah. Oh yeah, they say that the sometimes, like uh, your penis a remnants of evolution. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's they a, do. It was a weird thing, and I got it surgically removed. But they said when I, I could like move it, my parents, I was like two. Really? Yeah, I could wiggle it back and forth. Is that real or from no, Seinfeld? Bullshit. That's from <laughs> Seinfeld. That's no, bullshit. No, no, dude, that's from Shallow Hal. No, I'm, totally, I'm totally screwing with you. Yeah. Shallow Hal. Remember the false memory. What's false the guy, memory. What's the guy that played George Costanza? <laughs> Jason Alexander. Yeah. And Shallow Hal, man, he had that little oh, tail. Oh, was that? I said that. Oh, he, had that, he? he had that. At the very end he of the movie, he shows that he has a little yeah. tail. Yep. No and, way. That's why, oh, yeah. that's why he you know, couldn't get any girls because... But I guess the girl he found, I think, didn't she like his tail? Yeah. Or whatever. There was, was shrinkage. They showed it. It was pretty gross looking. Oh. <laughs> See, these are things, these are reasons I don't want to come back. This is why I don't want to come back. Because you're going to come back with a tail? Well, it might. It sounds like we need to you talk could. to you in the Hall of Reflection, young man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lord You wait in the, the Hall of Reflection. I'll be there. Go to seven. Go to seven. Okay. <laughs> Which one? Which one of these is correct? Well, the surely the gold one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I know he didn't have his pant leg raised. <laughs> right? Yeah. He wasn't. Mm. He wasn't gangster. So it's silver. Yeah. No. He had a silver That's leg. That's the real one? No, yep. he did not. Yep. What? I've silver. seen those like no. 80 times. Right? This is false memories. He had a silver leg in no, the movie. Play a, but I can just you, watched Can you compare those? it to a clip? Because I don't believe you on that one. I don't have to. I, I <laughs> It's on the internet. <laughs> he had one piece of silver leg. And here's why. Here's why he had one piece of silver leg. Do you remember the, um, do you remember the, I don't think he started out. Even on Spaceballs, they didn't replica the silver leg. Yeah, and that's another classic. I mean, that's the truth. He had a silver leg. He had a silver leg. Son of a. Right? This got me too. This one got me. Kind of pisses me off a little bit. Does it? (laughs) Right? Your whole childhood. Not because of the false memories, because I just didn't notice. Robot Grimble. (laughs) I just watched him again. (laughs) All of them. And you didn't know this is Silver Lake. I was too busy looking at that beautiful chest plate. <laughs> well, Joan Rivers did the voice. <laughs> did I tell you the joke about the politician? And the, no, okay. uh, false memory. Um, yeah, bring up number nine. Bring up number nine. This one. This one's. Uh, this one's kind of tricky too. I'm not gonna lie. Number nine. Number nine. Which one of these? Left. The left. The left. Yeah, you are uh, you are wrong. Febreze or Febreze? It's, oh, I guess it's it's Wait, the what? it's Febreze. Febreze. Oh, I, I wasn't looking at the spelling. Hey, damn. Right. Man, apparently I don't know shit. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so this is part of the thing that I'm talking about. Like that you can't whatever you think you remember, you don't remember. It's kind of like the lyrics of songs that you go back and like bathroom on the right and all those kinds of things that you would have swore. What, uh, maybe that's a bad one, but ripped up like a douche. Uh, See, I didn't. Was, that wasn't supposed to be like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> C3P. At least Andy did that on purpose. It was it was accidentally on purpose. Accidentally on purpose. All right, uh, play uh, uh, number ten. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Do number ten. Okay. Do number ten. 
Who's number 10? Which one of these? Left. Left. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right. Yep. Actually, it, I, yeah, I would say it's r- the right. It's the one on the right. No, th- there was but, no, Jared, there was we, no cor- cornucopia on the Fruit of Loom logo. I'm going bareback from now on. I would, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Bullshit. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't wear underwear. <laughs> I don't wear tidy white. <laughs> yeah, no cornucopia. If me and Neiman huh. were on a team, we'd be losing whatever game we're playing right now. You're losing. I'll no, be winning anyway. among society because I'm sure all of us. If you knew all those correctly, maybe you're kind of weird. You don't know any of them. You haven't gotten one right. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> underwear and Febreze. Well, no, guess, and, and, and the guess, silver leg and the George's tail. Yeah, is it possible right. to be too much of a consumer and know all this? What's that? Maybe is it we possible to be too moment. much we of a consumer? We were too busy living in the moment to it, really it, realize It's not that you know how it's spelled or their stupid logo. It's to know how to use Febreze correctly and underwear. And tails. And how to use Febreze in your underwear. That's correctly. why you don't have to wash them. You just Learn get some Febreze. Yeah, my, my old man taught me, just, once you wear your underwear for about three days, just turn them inside out. Andy, I'll give you a three thousand days. dollars. My grandma, my grandma used Febreze to say, them, then you can yeah, do it again. my grandma exactly. says, it, always wear clean underwear because you never know if you're going to have to go to the hospital. Speaking of, man, did you hear about that guy in Dubai? <laughs> An American from Las Vegas went to Dubai. I'm not sure. I didn't get to see why he went to the hospital. I don't know if he got sick or what, but he went there, and they just took some blood, and they found marijuana traces in his blood. He's going to go to prison for three years if he gets convicted because in UAE, the law is if you have marijuana in your system, that counts as possession. (gasps) So he legally smoked marijuana in Las Vegas, where he's from, goes on vacation, goes to the hospital. Now he's going to go to prison. No way. What? And they were trying to get some help from our government to get him out of there, and they – there's a couple of statements that came out, but basically the gist of it was when you're not in America, you're not covered by American laws. So you need to check out the laws before you go on vacation. Oh, uh, well, that's just like carrying a gun in different States. Same yeah. type of thing. You got to, it's something in your blood. I mean, how do they test his blood? How do they test his blood? Cause he went to the hospital for somebody. I don't know if he got sick or I, 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 that's the part I didn't get to see, but he went to the hospital. They took some blood and their laws, the, the, they don't have the restrictions here, the HIPAA violations and stuff. So, so they can tell any medical. They have to. They have to tell the government if someone has drugs in their system. So, you know that country is so freaking what a what a despicable place that can be. Because I love that place, uh, India. I mean, you can do some nasty stuff there. All the things you can do in that country. You can you have your hands on, and this guy goes to jail for three years. The belly dancer that went to jail for five years. India needs to just stop. I'm done with it. India's, you know what? India's off my world map of places to go. And next life. Unless you, <laughs> in, in, unless you You'll wait, unless you wait till the marijuana is out of your system, Chris. No, that's not going to happen. Next life. Yeah. In, your, in your next life, you can go. You know what? I've never smoked marijuana today. Liar. Today. <laughs> Don't you love that everybody out there is going to wonder if you're a pothead now? No. See, because of false memories, I realized that I can now tell somebody, you don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I, That's true. I, you don't know what you're talking about. You it didn't never see happens. You didn't see me eat all that marijuana. <laughs> Jason Rigel, Guidance Whiskey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jason's great. 
That's Jason cool. is great. It was cool to meet him the other night. That was a lot of fun. Guys, boy, that was a good show. Man, thanks for playing. Well, that. thanks for thanks for having us. Phil couldn't be there. I could not. Wish I could. Heard it was awesome. Next time. It was. I it sent was a awesome. representative. I had a representative there. You know what? Uh, from your perspective, um, how great was I that night? I mean, just, <laughs> was it was it just amazing to you? Did, did you have a hard um, time digesting was, the uh, talent? I'd say from glorious to quite glorious. Ah, Ooh. yeah. And so you know, on a on a scale of Game to Thrones, <laughs> that was to the throne. To the throne. <laughs> on a gauge starting at glorious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Yeah. Uh, number 11. Number 11. Let me see this. Let me see what we got. All right. Try it on your deck. See if it works. It does not. Damn it. I thought it, well, it opened back up, so I was, it does I was hoping nothing. it would. I'm gonna, we're gonna, if it does start it's to work, gonna we're going to go through the intro, all the commercials, the static clip, and the clip of the week again. I'm going to try mine, too. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, it opened back up, here. so I thought it might work. Okay, <laughs> clip 11. Here we go. Which one of these is correct? On the right. Left. Yeah. Left. The right. Because you, you don't you got to have the net weight and shit on the front? Yeah, but there's no dash. There's no I think the dash. dash is what the. All right. So let uh, me let me get this one. What What is it, Andy? What do you say? I say left. Left. Well, that dash. Right. It, it, I'll say I'll say right. Because if that dash is right, they need to go back and fix their shit. Because it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, 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 it looks horrible. <laughs> I'm never eating a Kit Kat again either way. Which I one just is ate it? A Kit Kat, and I really Which one is it? Can't tell you. I, I say the left. Okay, it is the right one. It is oh, no shit. dash. Damn it. No dash. <laughs> finally, <laughs> good. Team Aver Jared, <laughs> Team Titan Jared. Finally, <laughs> finally, uh, motoring it up all the way. We over didn't know you're keeping count, so now we're really paying attention. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, there it is. Uh, number eleven, please. Number eleven. That, that was, was 11. number eleven. Uh, so we're gonna go number uh, number twelve. Number twelve. Right. Number twelve. No problem. Here we go. Which one of these? Oh, is I know correct? this one. Oh, that's definitely. I know this one. Left. Okay. We'll, we'll say it so we can. Wrong. Oh, no. That's say right. it so we it's can. The right it's the right because everybody spell. pronounces my last name wrong, wrong because it's pronounced. Yeah, we're going to say right. Oscar yeah, right. Meyer, and it's Mayer. Can you just not talk hey, so much I'm about it saying. until everybody Chris, gets there? We're, we're a team. <laughs> we're a team. Uh, uh, you know, so, and if, if, you, if you actually knew the song, My Baloney has a first name. It's L S E A R. My brody has a second name. It's M E Y A R. I was get so that confused with the Mickey that? Mouse song. No shit, right? It is. It's, it's, it's very disturbing. He was singing that earlier, like Britney Spears over here, just like freaking Mickey and Mousing it all up. Because Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Speaking of DNA, it is right. B L O was right. DNA, Belogna. I used to. Belogna. Belogna. With, don't complete that sentence. <laughs> Touche. Right, was it right? 13. You didn't tell us yeah, what it was. Yeah, you did. Right. Yeah, everybody was right because of Sean uh, okay. Oscar just, Meyer Mayer over there. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Which thank one you. of these is correct? Which one of these? Oh, geez. Sex in the city or sex and the city? I have oh, to Google, right. I Google it wrong no, all don't the time. Google it. It's don't Google it. No, I say I Google it wrong every time I want to watch it, the movie, but it is sex and the city, I think. And. Oh, God. I thought it was. So that one I, on the I left. Say I don't really sit around and watch that. No, that's but, fine, but, but it's such a big part of our history. Yeah, I guess it would be the right. Yeah, if you Google sex in the city, something else comes up. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. That's, so that's, how I met that's like one of those bootleg. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be sex and the city because in the city, it would just sound like sex all the time. That's Which, it, like bootleg. That's kind of what it was anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's the one on the right. You guys okay. are taking the fun out of all this. Um, okay, 
So let's go back. I, I, I'm Thank you, hit, Sean, for being our guy. I'm going to hit the... Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm going to hit the... <laughs> this was so... Weird. Why don't you put up like a G.I. Joe or something Something we us guys know? Because there was no problem with those. There was, th- these were Wasn't ma- there like a These tricks? were actual Mandela... The, the serial tricks? No, was Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops, that's how, what it was. How, right, it's, it was spelled uh, F-R-O-O-T. Yeah, I don't know. I I had it wrong with the Fruit Loop one too. Well, I, I mean, anybody who wears a ski cap and a Campbell's, no, no. <laughs> right? Hey, Andy. Yeah. Do you want to show? Uh, do you want to do a commercial? Uh, just a th- quick thirty second commercial sure. for we'll for, uh, for Phil. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. That's good. <laughs> do you have a car? Do you have a truck? You got a bike? <laughs> you want to lift that bitch? You want to shine that bitch up? You want to put some gas in that bitch? We are 12 retail. We got wheels and tires. We got lifts and suspension kits, mobile audio and video, custom lighting, fabrication, and interior. You think your truck is cool now? We'll make it even more obnoxious than it already is. We'll lift that bitch way up in the sky where your girlfriend can't even get in. You're going to get out and you're going to twist a damn ankle as soon as you go and get out of this thing. 615 47. Oh, my phone's so- blowing up right now already. <laughs> <laughs> that's great man you should just roll with that one yeah. that's my new joint uh, uh, you're gonna need a ladder to get out of your truck <laughs> oh god all right <laughs> oh that's brilliant that's just i mean that's probably one of the best spots you've ever had in your entire life you want a hot tub in the bed of your truck <laughs> Oh my God! Ten <laughs> spots. Uh, uh, you want to put six fucking weekend birdies right there? <laughs> you ever put a sex swing in a party bus what, or anything? What it, have yet. you? What is the weirdest thing you've ever put in a vehicle? Oh God! Twins. <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? Twins? Jesus, Sean. Can you not laugh in the mic? My God! I mean, we did. I mean, I don't know. We've done so much weird shit. Uh, I mean, we we did an interior that had actual like alligator hides, where the customer wanted us to leave like the tails and shit, like in the. Oh, cool! You know what I'm saying? So, what? Like, say, no, say that again. So we we stitched in an alligator hide in the centers of the seats, and then the tail was left. So it literally like curled off the back of the seat, like the entire tail, in the car. No, oh, like a saddle. Like, like whatever. It was an, an actual alligator tail. So it was a little Where'd much. you find that? Yeah. Uh, I can't discuss that. That's illegal. That's fair. It's Name the person species. and where they live. Name the person and where they live. We found it on the south, right? Yeah. Oh. In theory, I did that. That's an endangered species. Well, no, it's called, it's called folks. <laughs> folks, it's not real. F-U-A-X. Oh. Folks. Okay. All right. Let me write that. <laughs> All my blinds downstairs are folks blinds. <laughs> I went to Lowe's and asked for the folks blinds, and yeah, they didn't have. Come that. on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, what a what a great president he has been. This has been come some, on, man. Somebody that's known exactly where he's been the whole time. Keep yapping, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is disturbing. Look fat. Look. Remember that one. <laughs> Ed McMahon, when you think of Ed McMahon outside of Johnny Carson, where do you think of? What do you think of? Ed McMahon. You remember who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Publishers, okay. Publishers Clearinghouse. Publishers Clearinghouse. Publishers Clearinghouse. Really? Yeah. Okay. Never, never, ever happened. 
not Publishers Clearinghouse. What? Yeah. It was uh, American Family Publishers. No. What? Yep. Um, he it was not publishing clear, uh, Clearinghouse. It was like a knockoff. Does that exist, though? Yes. What are you, what are you saying, it, though? Because I definitely remember right. seeing those so, like, fake So checks. American Family Publishers was also somebody that would come to your house and give you a certain amount of money. Ed McMahon was the spokesperson for that, not Publishers Clearinghouse. Who was Publishers Clearinghouse, then? There was nobody. It was just a, a the the people that worked for them would take a check with balloons and some condoms up to the door, and, <laughs> and they would open the door up, and that's that's right. Ed McMahon never okay. never was the spokesman for Publishers Clearinghouse. You got us in on that one. That's a false memory. I gotta say, this is all this is very rude, <laughs> <laughs> very disconcerting. Yeah, man, this is, what the hell are you doing to us? Right. This is what I'm saying. And so, all the funniness aside, which is a lot of this has been completely funny. People get convicted on this. People go to jail. People lose their jobs based on things that another person says about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do me a favor, Andy. Play clip two. Okay. Uh, in 1982, I started working for a feminist researcher whose study revealed the fact that one out of three American women had been victims of childhood sexual abuse. Suddenly the whole culture flipped and the belief switched from incest is a one in a million crime to there's a perpetrator hiding behind every bush, there's an incestuous father in every household, there's an incest survivor in almost every woman and as a result of that a whole bunch of charges started being brought the worst thing about it, of course, was realizing that it was true. The only good thing about it was that I had spent the past many years wondering, and now I had this great feeling of certainty. With me a little bit is the fact that when you go back over relationships in your life, <clears throat> I'll tell you one right now. Me and, and uh, John Satterfield, uh, got into an argument one night years ago, right? And it ru- it kind of ruined our relationship for a long, long time. I, I honestly, if we, if you would go to back over this moment right now, I, I, I've seen him since, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't really remember exactly. I kind of remember the gist of what we had talked about, but I don't, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Whatever I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I, let's, let's just make this right because this is, I don't really remember what happened relationships, court cases, you know, things that have happened with your family, things that that are important to you in your life in general, things that you hold on to memories dearly could all not be anything remotely like what you think it was. That that's what gets that's what gets me about this situation and then when you talk about some of these spirituality things and 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 stuff about moving on and and the thing that gets me the most is you had mentioned about DMT, I think, right? That your brain, when you're born and when you die. And dream. And dream. And dream. What is the deal with that? And how much can... So when you talk about people that have had the experience of being dead for a moment on a, on a, in, in the hospital, for instance, or whatever, how much of that is true, right? Like, how much of anything can, about... Anybody that's trying to tell you of something that, that that's happened to them or something you need to believe in, 
How can you believe it? How, how do you how do you make that decision on this guy is telling me the truth, like what 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 he believes to be the truth, right? And so you just you can't live your life not believing anybody, but at the same time, false memories are a real thing. Like people can't. George Floyd is a prime example. We're dealing with it right now. There was so much stuff going on in that moment that 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 the people that were on the street, the the cops that were dealing with it, all the things that had happened previous up to him getting into the vehicle and all the, or not getting into the vehicle, in and out of the vehicle, and now it's coming out and you're seeing the video and you're like, I don't remember that being a an issue. I I don't remember that being a thing or if you were there how and you're just trying to describe it. How do we believe anything that's happening right now? Well, I think that when someone passes away that and sees their own body, a lot of times they come back and when they can express what everybody in their family was wearing that day when they were completely gone, there's there's tons of accounts of that. You know what I mean? But as in like just going through day to day, I still think it goes back to what Sean was saying. A lot of it is just because, for instance, we know tons of people that have had record deals, lost record deals, multiple occasions. You never hear an artist ever say, oh, I got dropped. <laughs> it's always like, well, yes, out of the deal. And well, what happened was this. And there are some situations sure. like that for sure. But sometimes people just get dropped. But in their mind to be able to think, okay, all my hopes and dreams, all this has just crashed. They have to find a coping mechanism. And in their way, it's to find a, a way to accept that information to keep them sane. And I think a lot of those false memories come from that. And I don't, I'm on board and, and understand that completely. My, my thing is when you look at a court system, when, when, when our whole, you know, our whole judicial system is based on other people's recollection of moments in time. When you look at some of these things and you look at his, his, his leg or Kit Kat, or Oscar Meyer or Sex in the City, whatever the case is, and you were and you you know there there's maybe one or two of those you would have went man no that's it that's it that 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 it's Oscar Meyer spelled that way or whatever the case is, and then you realize you're wrong, it does mess with you, right? It does mess with you mess with you a little bit that C three PO had a silver leg, you're like God, that thing was gold. I know it was, <laughs> you know I know it was. How, now. Based on that, just something as stupid as that, something all the and Star Wars not only was it just a moment in time with movies, but it was it was a big part of your life growing up. It still is. I mean, it's still huge. I mean, still putting out shit all the time. So imagine just having to talk to a jury or a, an attorney in a courtroom situation about something that happened once, and you have to be able to say. The guy up in Wisconsin that got shot as he was getting into his car and, you know, and all those people that were around that, that had to go to court and testify. How, how do you trust? How can you trust any of it? Yeah, because also when if someone wasn't really sure and then they decide on their facts, then they do become facts. And then when someone questions them, they get offended and then they become even deeper facts. Correct. And then, you know, because now their back's against the wall. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it sucks. So so badly and i guess that's why they hope that your peers you know you're judged amongst your peers in a jury and you're hoping that you know that shredded out surfaces but 
But yeah, I mean, can you? I mean, just people have had to live their life in prison for no reason, and also a lot of these law enforcement individuals over the years. I mean, they just want to get some of these cases off their desk, and they convince themselves that this has got to be the guy, and they just won't stop. They'll do anything just to make sure that person's in jail for justice. I'm not saying they're doing it for the wrong reason. Some people, I'm sure, have in the past, but. But it just, I mean, it's horrible. I don't, I, you know, it reminds me of that movie Min- Minority Report. Do you remember that? With oh, yeah. I just watched that the other oh day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, it's like false future. What about yeah. Black, Black Mirror? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, the the guy that has the, the, the okay, how now, when you watch that, the one that has the, that they have the contact things in their eyes or whatever that records every moment and of everything, yeah. and you can play it back to anybody, so you can go instead of be like, hey, bitch, you said that, you know what I mean? Like, and then they go, oh, no, I didn't, and then they play it black in your face, and you're like, oh, yeah, you got me. How's it going? How's it? Well, you, all, yeah, you got me. I was wrong. Drinking. Also, yeah, you go out partying with your friends, and then the next day, your significant other is like, you know what you did last night? <laughs> <laughs> and then you call your friends like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, what? That's not. It was just someone's perception. They just got so offended. You know, like it just uh, perpetuates over time. Someone's emotions can also affect those. Okay. Know, those Andy, around the horn. Hit the around the horn button. Okay. Hit, uh, hit it. Um, We're going around the horn I'm right now. I'm looking for it. Okay, here we Before go. Sean... That was a tight fart. That was a tight fart. All right, so here's around the horn. Oh, is that me? No, not yet. Not yet. Calm down. We're going to. I got you covered. If you had the opportunity, Mm -hmm. or if this is what is mandated, if you had that recording device in your eye, you in? No. No. Jared? I wish you could turn it on and turn it off. I'm sure it'd backfire, but there's a couple things I certainly wouldn't never want to see again. Or here again, but uh, it sure be nice if it benefited you. Can't turn it off. What do you want to do? No, hell no. no. no absolutely we have not. that. It's called social media. No, we don't. Not like the Black Mirror thing. We're, we're one step away. Well, yeah, a couple I mean, steps people away are already so attached and Andy? engulfed in their phones. Oh, yeah, hell no. Okay. I'd have one in my brown eye. No. Well, <laughs> okay, see what's coming. All right, so let me, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> a lot of activity back there. Lot of see, so so I go over to Jared. I, I go over to Jared's house to write a song the other day, and and uh, well, actually, just to watch two other people write a song. <laughs> There's and, only three of us there, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I just said two other people. Yeah, you and you and Steven. Yeah, right. Yeah, I watched I you guys write the song. My ass. So so I wanted a coaster to bring into the studio, and so Jared gives me this. See, Jared gives it's me all this upside down and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's a coaster like I've never experienced. Well, that's what I, Where was this at, by the way? The stage? No, that was in uh, uh, Ohio. Punicana. It was in Ohio. And uh, actually, that's obviously they couldn't hold me up that long. So we actually, we actually had a, we took a boat seat and like mounted it to a stool. And then I just actually sat on it. And then they. No way. And then I didn't realize I had like had worn two holes in my pants from just wearing the same pants so much. So I'd <laughs> my crotch was showing, <laughs> and I had a piece of gum on the bottom of my shoe. So they had to Photoshop all that shit out. So let me ask you this: <laughs> this is uh, this is something I've always wondered uh, about people with bigger packages that they deliver. Uh, is when you have when when that's happening, your junk could be out. Whatever the case is, me, I'd be like, if I only had four or five pairs of socks 
Do you just, or you're just like, hey, everybody, look at this, because it's pretty amazing. No? I'll say that my penis matches my body. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the my same size. God. I'm just saying it was. So basically, you're a log splitter, and Peyton's got sisters. That's what you're saying. Because this is ridiculous. Uh, obviously, you've been reading her journal. <laughs> That's disgusting. I apologize. Yeah, I'm offended. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's insane. You, you're, you don't have a mini-me? Andrea calls me buttons. <laughs> Pancakes and buttons, too. <laughs> like a, a button on a mink coat. I mean, it's like yeah. a button. You know what I mean? I it's I, like a button. Like twig, an a, twig and berries, I think is what she Like means. an acorn in a bird's nest. <laughs> Andy, I've, I don't need your help. I've seen it. I'll tell you, I don't need We've that. been on the road a long time. Yeah, we together. have been on the road a long time. What about you? How do you feel? Package out or you wish you had socks? Uh, I mean, I'm just letting it fly. All right. So, yeah. what about you? Socks or package? <laughs> I mean, I went, I went hiking everywhere in Australia, topless. So I, I don't give a shit. I mean, like if so it I'm happens, about... it happens. If it ha- we, we all have. You like, know what the I crazy mean... thing about it is, though, Sean. I had, I had huge boobs up until I was about 24. Yeah. See? So I understand. You know that. what it feels like. I, I, I do. For breeze. Yeah, yeah. For Breeze. All right, so I guess that's about, about as far as we can go. I have went, I've went. I don't know what's going on now. It's all good. I, the tiny cam froze up. I'm trying to get it to restart. It's Has anything worked in this it's been place? awful today. <laughs> it has been horrible. Can what? I ever ask you guys to come back? You must have woke up in the... Let me see if I can make this the work. wrong part of reality. Maybe we're half, One sliver halfway over. in between two different... Realms. Reality, realms right now, you know, we're, just, we're shorting everything out. Kind of over it. Does <laughs> Sean camera on or do we have to? Uh, we'll just have to use an icon in front of her there. That's what I want. That's what I want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. An yeah. icon mm-hmm. for an icon. Just uh, do do me do me a favor and play the one thirty, and then we'll just come back with the old Sean Mayer. All right. Can okay. you do that for I'm me? I'm looking forward here in this one thirty. I think Mayer. it says one thirty. Old. It does. Old. I'm sure it does. Old. Okay. Old. Ask your lawyer how many cases they've won, how much they've recovered for their clients. Ask your lawyer how many times they've litigated cases in front of a jury. When was the last time they tried a case? What was the offer before the trial? What was the verdict after the trial? The Verdoliak Law Group has been taking personal injury cases to trial for over 55 years. We've recovered over $9 billion for our clients. If you're injured and want a law firm with the knowledge, experience, and tenacity to get you what's fair, call 844-4-VLG-LAW. 844-4-VLG-LAW. Aurora Nutriscience, the true liposomal supplement. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's me. Are you going to play us a song or not? Yeah, sure. Right, of course. Do it. Do it, you freaking smurf. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Sean Mayer. <laughs> she used to play with the band back in the day, and then uh, she got bigger than me, and now she's a smurf. I got fired. That's okay. <laughs> you did not that was get the fired. nice way of saying, hey, false memories. Love you. False memories. <laughs> <laughs> Every 
thing is spinning, feeling like I'm out of control. Been kicked around, beat up, drugged down this dusty road. And I've got sunshine riding with me in the passenger seat. I've got blue skies in my pocket. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright, baby. It's alright. Rough around the edges, ripped up and torn apart. Freaking good your voice is. That's Man, I miss singing with you. Well, you should. Doing all those. I miss California singing. Highs I miss like singing with me, too. <laughs> Man, so so years ago, Dustin Evans and I used to have this, like, acoustic show at the Closing Bell on Demumbrian, and yeah. all our buddies would come out. She always come out and be nice enough to get up and, and jam and let us uh, have a shot and enjoy some, some good music. <laughs> but that was fun, man. It, oh, man, I miss those days. You remember the Closing Bell? Yeah, yeah. You know, I that's was a, I was managing I just, that place. I, I just said that's where we were playing. Well, no, I'm saying I, <laughs> so obviously you don't remember, remember me. 
No, you weren't managing it. Maybe it's a false memory, but I don't remember you. I obviously remembered that. No, you didn't. I, I managed that place. At this, the time. This Bridget is what, was the manager then. Well, no, I was I was an actual. Bridget was. The an, GM. The underling. Oh, she's under you? No, she never. Yeah, she never. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we well, no, I mean, it was only once, but and she was uh, had been drinking, what, but it was it was. What, a, a what was the guy memory. that owned that place? The blonde hair guy. Uh, it, <laughs> well, there was two. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, he was always. An, I I just knew him through an ex girlfriend. Their their sisters went to high school together. It was Ian or his sister. Ian, the guy that owned Sonny's now, that that was uh, the 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 big guy, and then Ian was the the GM. So Ian was the main main dude, and you're talking about uh, the blonde. Well, the blonde haired guy was uh, oh false memories. I can't remember anybody's name right now. That's, Holy that's shit! That's a no memory. No, but, <laughs> that that is awful. But well, I, I, I I I remember you. I remember that being a thing when you were when you were playing up there. I forgot. I freaking forgot about that. And I remember didn't Cody like uh, um, what is it? See, I can't remember his last name either. Uh, Cody Collins, remember he used to jam, come in and jam with you guys. Yeah, and right. man, yeah, I, I forgot about so shit. many people. Cody, yeah. Dustin Lynch and, played and there every James Saturday. James Otto used to come in and jam out. That was like right before he had his his single out. I, I remember that it was like the, the we used to all go out and find like our little places where we just go and all mainly just drink together and take yeah, breaks. We, looking and, back, like, we all should have just picked up someone's apartment. Yeah, and just met there. <laughs> Well, I mean, because all your friends are nice enough to come out and spend, you know, the little amount of money all of us had to just support each other, no matter who was playing. Do you remember what it was called before? um, Was that the Two Doors Down? Two Doors Down. Yeah. Yep. That was the place. That was a cool place if it wouldn't have been run by people that were nut jobs. It was actually a decent place. But then uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, (laughs) (laughs) who's owned by who we will not speak of. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to call everything I can't remember a false memory. Uh, it's false memory. What the Oh, frick? yeah, I'm definitely going to get some mileage out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you had mentioned before, this is a funny story, so we won't mention any names, but just like stories that you've told other people that have, that have come back on oh, you. Yeah. I mean, is that not – I mean, that is a false memory. Yeah, I was saying, so I had a, a roommate who's a well-known songwriter in town and, and – uh, I, you know, we all told stories growing up and stuff. And I, I went to college out in West Texas. It's kind of like a miniature Belmont. And they'd actually put you in these ensembles that were bands and you'd go play places and they'd just say, you know, you could go tour high schools, do a bunch of fun stuff. But I wanted to play, I wanted to play a bunch of fifties country. So they put us in an ensemble and we played nursing homes <laughs> and we went out there and one time we were playing and we kept hearing a harmonica and it wasn't in tune or anything, it was just someone playing. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? And I looked, and I could see this kind of old guy in the back just taking the harmonica out of his pocket, and he just hit it a little bit and put it back. And so we got him up to play, and we looked at the key of his harmonica, and we figured out a song, and it was a blast. So I told my roommate this story. Fast forward a few months, we're at a party, and he starts telling the exact story. And I'm like, what the hell? And then, it, then I remembered he couldn't. He, I realized he didn't remember the whole story. So when he gets to the point of the guy with the harmonica, he said that yeah, and there's this guy playing the harmonica, but he was catatonic, so he just would hold the harmonica, or no, he'd be sitting there. But when they put the harmonica in his hand, then he'd come to life and could play it. And then if they took the harmonica out of his hand, then he just went back to being frozen. And I was like, you are so full of shit. <laughs> that is not. I mean, that's genius. 
and and yeah, so I've had a few friends. And if it wasn't shit, the, if the stories weren't things that actually happened in my hometown or people I went to school with, then yeah, I can maybe think I was the one with the false memory. But it's like I could call. I the know. Pe- I could call the people that were there. You know. <laughs> so it's weird to hear, hear your friends steal your your stories and tell you your own stories as if Back they happened to you. them. Yeah, I've had that. So. Yeah. Is there anybody, have you guys ever been in a situation where you're telling a story and you knew what you were saying was you, you started you, like you, st- it started out with the greatest of intentions, <laughs> but then you've realized you found yourself embellishing what was, what you were saying. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Is that, is that not, is that not, now this is, this is away from false memory now. So this is just, yeah, this is called bullshit, This is just called bullshit, right? So, I mean, where you, but I mean. You you start doing the math in your head, the chances of these people finding out that what I'm saying isn't right or giving a shit that what I'm saying isn't right. The problem with that is is that there's going to be the time that you're telling your bullshit story. This has happened to me, <laughs> and it had become a reality to me because I had told it so many times that I started to think like this was the actual story that had happened. It was from a long time ago. And then I was telling the story, and one of my buddies from high school was there while I was telling the story, and he was there when this actually happened. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, hold up. That is not anything like how this fucking happened. And I was like, oh, shit, you were there. So, like, you know, yeah, that, that can catch up to you. Then on the flip side, there's, especially in the music industry, there's some pretty crazy shit you experience anyway that you don't need to embellish. You kind of under-embellish or reverse. You... you, you diminish the story oh, right. so it's not as when you crazy. shake your pants yeah. or something like that yeah but but what's interesting so, but i've as we all have seen some pretty crazy shit and been a part of it and there's times when you're not embellishing that people accuse you of embellishing for sure and i'm like uh no i wish yeah i've had to under embellish you know you gotta tell these stories like if Lindsay's around i'm like I tell this whole story. She's definitely not going to marry me if I say the factual version of this story. Yeah. You did what to how many midgets? Man, but you know some of those the oh, false memories. It, it does suck, and people go to prison for it, and we all know that. But the flip side would be there's some shit. You know, everything's documented these days, either on a camera, social media, something. There's some things just better left to the to the past. To convert into yeah, false, you're exact- false memories. You're exactly right. And that there there is a I mean, you you watch these some of these videos and you're just like, if 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 these people I want to see the reaction of these people watching themselves do this right now. Are they still do they still think this is okay? Right? You know, it, like you're saying, like if you if people could see themselves reacting or being the way they are in a certain situation where the rest of the, millions of people are like, What are you doing? Do they, do they still, th- would they still hold the conviction of however, that whatever they were? No, because you get, you do it depends get. depends on if they're a narcissist, because sometimes well, they really truly believe even after looking at themselves, I don't see anything that I did wrong in that. I, I explained everything to you. You just didn't, you, just didn't, uh, you just didn't hear me. Well, that's the yeah. life on a bell curve, right? Every, you're going to have people that are, that, that unembellish everything that want to just, they don't even want anybody to know about it. And you have people that will just. Even when they know they're wrong and presented with facts, like the video, like this is what you just did. They'll be like, no, I didn't. Well, and you got (laughs) to think like in 2021, the occurrences of this happening, these, you know, the false memories, as opposed to 1950, like we've got technology and video and polygraph, like there's all these things that, you know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the number of times that false memories are convicting people 
today as opposed to 75 years ago oh. or whatever it's got to it has to be less today yeah right? i don't Man, think they're using it with the same weight but th- you know? that, that makes me wonder this so the false memories because you do you know if you do remember something incorrectly or you said it incorrectly to the point that you believe it i wonder if your subconscious would still be fooled in a polygraph test like if you truly just, you if you really it? remember it that way you might pass a polygraph test. Well, that's what they actually what they said. No, you, I, you would pass a polygraph I test. I brought this up. I was watching a documentary on Netflix, and it was talking about rape cases and, like, um, you know, just how people coming out after, you know, 10 years, and there's pros and cons. People see pros and cons with that and, and go, oh, well, they, there's possibly no way that they can remember exactly what happened 20 years ago. But then there's... Some people that, I mean, like I've been through instances where I wouldn't have come forward until somebody else came forward because I didn't want to be the martyr for that incident. And um, I had a point and I was going with that. Uh, shit. <laughs> false memory. <laughs> yeah, false memory. Um, what do you, no, what, back what up you for a second. Yeah. No, no, back up. We, I, I had uh, a point the, where, about the po- passing the polygraph oh, test. Oh, yeah. So I said, well, why don't they just. Uh, make them take a lie detector test you know make the rapist take a lie detector test and make the victim take a lie detector test and they said because in some certain situations like some rapists don't actually believe that they're doing anything wrong and like it's something that's wired in them that they would actually pass a lie detector test if they truly believe that what they were doing right so false memories can pass a lie detector test essentially what i'm what, what the whole point of it is is like when you believe something before before if nobody shows you the opposite of what you're believing or something that is not it's not right like or or you're wrong completely if you believe it the longer it sits the the more it's right and the more you could just it it doesn't it's not going to raise your heart rate it's not going to do those things that make a lie detector test maybe not not pass one you believe it anal leakage yeah. i mean anal anal leakage is a, is a problem with even so me. i had a situation in high school it's, it was basically a false memory. So I, got, I went to a party, like we were all drinking and whatever, but I was, and, and basically I got jumped and gotten, got my ass kicked, and I had my version of the story. I truly believed. I remembered their faces, the whole thing, that my two buddies were there and didn't do anything. So I got jumped. They didn't help, and I didn't talk to these guys for like some years after. And then I found out literally like 15 years later after not talking to these guys for a long time that they weren't even there but my memory was i mean i could have yeah that one was there see that's insane and they <laughs> and no, so i'm serious because you... well so i think no i think my the way that i ended up remembering it and again i was i was messed up and i got messed up pretty bad that my way of dealing with it was to be mad at them instead of something like that was the way i coped with it you talk about like trauma and whatnot like that's how i dealt with it it was it was their fault that i got i got beat up that way and and i blamed them that they didn't step in and help me and they weren't even there so my recollection of that story stuck them in there to like protect myself i don't know it was how i how i dealt with it you know and it wasn't even factual and i found out later verified that they were somewhere completely different they weren't even there that night and so that, but that's what it, but, but if I, I guarantee if I took a polygraph test you, uh, until 15 passed. years later, I would have passed that polygraph test because I was a hundred percent that they were there and they were not, they weren't even on. What about, the, what about if it, testifying against them, 
or, or testifying that, that you know you know what I'm saying this oh, is I where I was it gets passionate a, about yeah. it oh they were there they didn't this help is me. this is some crazy shit I mean like I we weren't able to ne- necessarily get into it completely tonight but man this is crazy things and when you really start thinking about things in your life like if if what really matter how can anything matter that's why the now matters you know like living in the present because the perception of what else is happening with everybody else is, could be something completely different you know, that's why they s- try to stress that try not to live for you know the future or the past like try to live for the now because you might not remember it right i guess or and that's you might true. not get it yeah <laughs> the future i mean that's why they call it a present isn't that yeah. the whole thing about the it's a present right it's all well, we got we got to soak up our time with Chris Weaver because he's not coming back. Yeah, he decided. don't want to de- come he back. He declined. I come back and he I de- will haunt <laughs> all <laughs> you sons of bitches. All you sons of bitches. I hope you do. All right. Well, we're done tonight. This is enough. <laughs> I, I, sorry, we let you down. Except for the great music. Listen, I, I had a guy that I had a guy that said I have a, I, I'm doing a garage sale on Saturday, and I and I told this person this, and he said you better start advertising microphones and cameras for your garage sale. Man, I got a brand new popcorn machine that's unopened. Do you want it? Bring it over. It's like, hey, what do you do on Saturday? Do you want to come over and bring some stuff from your house? And we just sit out there in some old lawn chairs and drink? Sell eight trucks? <laughs> Sell everything for 50 cents? <laughs> I, I would, you know what, Jared? I know you're probably not coming back to the house or whatever ever again. <laughs> but this would be great if you would just come Saturday with some of your stuff. And I get 10%. If it if it's uh, has some mold damage, unacceptable. <laughs> totally acceptable. Oh, I, you can just have. There's a guy up the street that has a yard sale every week that he. I think he goes and buys other stuff from other people's garage sales. Marks it. Marks, marks it up, up a little bit. Hey. It's brilliant, no doubt. Finder's point of personal privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Good for you. You found that somewhere. Point of personal privilege. It's one of my favorites. Next week we're gonna have. Uh, it doesn't even matter. Andy, could you just hit the uh, intro, the ending, the ending? <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Phil, uh, Jared Neiman, Sean Mayer, uh, and and your host from the Mostus, uh, who had big boobs until he was twenty four. Well, the thing is, is the uh, you know the tiny cam's going to be screwed up because it's frozen. No, up just hit, just hit the ending. It <laughs> says it literally says the ending. It says happy ending. Happy right. ending. <laughs> Hey, hey, do one, hey, do one more, hey, do one more Titan motoring. Oh, really? Yeah, do one more. Right, let's see if I can do Titan it again. Right. Yes. Is this right? Is this the right voice? Yeah, d- that's a good voice. <laughs> okay, let's see. Titan motoring, everybody. You, you, you have a car in your garage that you were going to give to uh, cars for kids. Don't just, th- just throw that idea away and bring that thing on down to Titan Motoring Sports. You got a nice car. You got a shiny ass car. You got a bike. You think it's cool? We'll lay that bitch down for you. Come on down here. We'll put you some badass wheels on that thing. Top 12 retailers in 2018. Wheels and tires with suspension kits. We got mobile audio and video. Custom lighting, fabrications, and interior. Get your punk ass down here. We'll lift your truck up all the way. You're not even going to be able to get in your damn truck. Titan Motorsport and Custom Auto Experts. Oh, yeah. 645-475-3995. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. I tell you what, well, everybody's calling another number right now, but I think it worked well. Six one five four seven something. If you didn't, if you want to know why we do this show, listen. And I got to be honest with you, people download this shit, and good for you. I, I, after tonight, I don't know why. I don't know why, 
But we love you. We'll see you next time on uh, How Val is the Validity. Andy, hopefully it works on your end because uh, <laughs> my buttons are off. <laughs> yeah, buttons yeah. Don't work. We'll see you next time. Buttons. That's what, that's what uh, Andrew yeah, calls you, right? Yeah, buttons? Well, I mean, that's what happens when you have uh, a turtle head poking out. Buttons on a mink toe. It's gross. It's gross. Uh, Just hit the Come on, man. All of the daily newspapers in the nearest major cities received a copy of the same letter from the same young inventors. In essence, the letter said, This coming Monday morning, we will make a machine fly. The two young men promised that their invention was neither a balloon nor a semi-rigid dirigible, such as those in which daredevil Alberto Santos Dumont had been cruising the skies over Paris for many months. So, a dozen eager reporters, intrigued, converged, and waited. All morning it rained and blustered. Far too much turbulence for a safe, successful maiden flight. So, the shiny new untested aircraft remained in the shed its creators had built for it until the wind subsided and the sun came out again, and it was time. The flying machine was rolled out, placed on the starting line. The younger of the two inventors positioned himself inside. The propeller was spun, the motor ignited, and off it went to the end of the track. And there it stopped. The would-be inventors apologized. It was the engine, they said, improper airflow over the intake or something like that. They would fix it, don't worry. So the reporters eagerly returned the next morning. Nope. Still making the delicate adjustments the young men admonished. Come back tomorrow. They came back tomorrow. Sorry, the weather was not quite right. And once again, the reporters, grumbling, walked away. And only three or four of them returned the following day. So it was 2 p.m. on Thursday when the young pilot took the controls and the motor snarled to life and the release line was tripped and the airplane sped off and up, 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 some six feet straight up. And promptly thereafter, straight down. When it was determined that the co-inventor pilot was unhurt, there was some muffled snickering among the onlookers. The reporters were gone before the dust had settled. Newspaper story headlines the next day read, Fall wrecks airship, and so on. That was pretty much that. In fact, such was the disillusionment of observers who had waited four days for nothing that the two brothers and their failed invention were solidly ignored for more than a year thereafter. Well, by now you've surely guessed that the two young men whose conspicuous embarrassment you've just relived were the Wright brothers, the pioneer aviators you learned about in school, but the dud whose dismal debut at Huffman Prairie you have just witnessed, that ill-fated ground-bound aircraft was not an early version of the one that made history. Matter of fact, it was built and flown later. Five months following the Wright's historic flight at Kitty Hawk, for generations, historians have wondered at that giant leap backward, how Wilbur and Orville in May of 1904 seemed not to have learned much at all from their first fabulous success of December 17, 1903. May I direct your attention to a letter written by Wilbur Wright bearing a date subsequent to those events, a piece of personal correspondence which he never intended for you to discover. But the subject is how to keep reporters away while you're trying to work in peace. And Wilbur refers to how neatly the brothers, quote, fooled the newspapers during the two seasons that we were experimenting at Sims. Now you know what he meant. Now that you know the rest.